Howdy all and welcome to episode 60 of Liberty Libations. My name is Jake Green, joined as usual by Alden Hardy, Zane Placey, and Zach Barnell. Um, it's now, Alden had dry January, now it's wet February. So Alden, yeah. <laughs> what's your drink of choice for the night, man? I've got, to start, I've got a cotter with a little Grand Marnier, and then I've also got a beer whenever I run out of that. I love it. Zane, I'm prepared. I see you have something fancy tonight. This is actually on Alden's recommendation. It's called Corpse Reviver Number Two. Which, yeah. when I first heard that name, I'm like, "How could somebody have made Corpse Reviver and thought, you know what, we need Number Two? <laughs> <laughs> number one was a flop. Good. Yeah. Fair enough. Zach, are you drinking something besides White Claw? Well, I was out of White Claw, so I stole some of my wife's white wine. So. Perfect. Oh, I thought you were going to say tonight. Moonshine. From white from white claw to white wine, I love it. Yeah. Um, well, y'all, uh, we're actually just gonna get right to it because we have a ton of things to go over tonight. The first of which um, is convention. Um, Zane and Zach were both at convention this past weekend. What were y'all's thoughts on the whole thing? What, what did y'all li like? What did you dislike? What do you think we could do better next time? Yeah. I had a blast. I thought it was fun. Um, yeah. You know, good talks. I like hearing Elizabeth talk, even though I'm involved with the Banished Big Brother. I still <laughs> learned from her there. Just uh -huh. she's always throwing something new out there. It's cool seeing Spike. You know, he's I mean, a great Spike guy. Dominated the weekend. Like, even better in person. Yeah. And then, you know, the debate we'll talk about more, but it was great. It's all <laughs> the buzz online right now. We'll so. talk about the debate here in a bit. I um, just have to give you. Uh, a great amount of props for just up, how Grammy? professional it looks. You know, yeah. it looks extremely professional. Well, um, thanks. Um, I and everybody should go watch it. I appreciate that. I uh, I was actually going to start out this this episode with an apology for uh, the lack of quality um, in, <laughs> in, in the debate. It's all um, relative. Yeah, I mean, basically, it's not up to my standards, but um, I'm stupid picky and i'm also a film major so it kind of makes sense that i mean basically i mean half 98 percent of the movies made aren't up to my standards so <laughs> yeah know, there's not going to be a debate in a libertarian convention in a vfw post in the middle of conyers georgia that is going to be up to my hour to set up for <laughs> that i had less than an hour to set up for exactly yeah um but yeah i mean the audio quality my computer would not receive the audio it, I was messing with it for 30 minutes at the beginning of the debate and it just wouldn't receive the audio. So what we got is the shotgun mic from on top of the dadgum camera, which caught people coughing in the background, mm. um, caught people talking, not the best, caught Zane clicking endlessly to tell people <laughs> to stop talking. That's that a makes feature, sense. not a bug. It's, <laughs> if, if you're going 30 seconds over your allotted time, people should know that you were supposed to stop, have stopped 30 seconds ago. That's yeah, fair. That's fair. That's fair. Um, it's yeah. definitely the least disruptive compared to someone that like deep throated a mic to cough every time like yeah no kidding i don't know who that was but they were coughing they were sick yeah <laughs> and then the the talk went to covid for a while and i was like well how appropriate i was like prepped for it for like an hour already but one of the comments during the live stream was somebody get that man a lozenge like <laughs> ridiculous how much coughing was going on it was pretty bad um but yeah i i 
actually, you know, despite running around like a crazy person, I enjoyed the weekend. Um, Spike and his organization were all over the place and they're doing some fantastic things here in Georgia um, and around the country with You Are the Power. Um, so You Are the Power, I think it's .net. Yeah, You Are the Power .net. Go check it out if you don't know about Spike's organization because they're they are putting libertarian principles to practice in a in real world scenarios and they're helping um, families get reunited after medical kidnapping of children um, and all sorts of stuff. So, um, yeah. And you can also get more information on that from a free Georgia podcast episode where I talked to Jen Jennifer Williams about uh, she's a foster mom and she took in two kids who had been separated from their parents because the state accused them of abuse, even though there was no abuse and they're going to be finally reunited on March 1st. So wow. pretty stoked about that. Yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, overall, the, the there was the least amount of host hostilities during uh, business day, which I thought was fantastic. It was the it was the smoothest business has ever run that I've been to a libertarian event. <laughs> <laughs> so uh, enjoyed that. We picked our national delegates um, Our y'all. Both y'all are going right. Yeah. Yeah, yep. me too. So DC in May to pick our presidential candidate and our vice presidential candidate. That's going to be road trip. Awesome. Well, I think it'll be flight trip. <laughs> um, yeah, I don't know that. I don't want to bore people too much with, with convention stuff, especially people who weren't there. I would did highly advise bingo. <clears throat> we did. <laughs> we could have played bingo. We were invited to play bingo. <laughs> Um, but if you want to see any of the talks, they're up online and I'm going to be putting the uh, full like full quality versions because they were live streamed from crap Wi-Fi during the convention. So we're going to be putting the full full versions up in the coming week. Um, and you can check out Spike's talk, Elizabeth's talk. You are the power, which was a f just fantastic. It was a full hour long of, of them detailing some incredible things. Um and you can go over and watch uh, Tower Gang podcast spin room of the debate, which uh, we are going to get to right now. Um, January 27th was the presidential debate here in Georgia. Um, we're going to go through some clips. I have, let's see, 10 of them to go through um, and we can discuss them or just laugh at them and move on. <laughs> <laughs> depending on the clip yeah yeah depending on the clip let me pull things up here and there we go mr brad binkley absolutely killed it as the moderator um, i want a shot of toad's bare feet at one point you will get a shot of toad's bare feet i i, I promise you that it's, it's all over the place here we go yeah uh, you know what lp stands for right loser party <laughs> That is what the LP is. It's a party of losers. Uh, the party just constantly loses all the time. I would, so I would not try to convince you to vote today if I was running for the LP. That's not the direction that I would take. Whereas a bunch of these other guys are going to, you know, just spew some BS about well, both these parties suck. Yeah, everybody knows both these other parties suck for the most part. Now, I probably wouldn't even put a, put a political spin on it at all. What I would do is, and this is something that I do do. I Okay, so then Toad proceeds to talk about how he goes into bars, talks to, bars, to random yeah. strangers, and uh, just talks to them about how liberty can impact their everyday life, which I'm a huge fan. Like, that's great. I love that. But you're on the stage trying to get the nomination for our presidential candidate. Yeah. And you're saying, I wouldn't tell people to vote for me. 
Right, right, right. Don't know if that's the best strategy. <laughs> I loved, I don't <laughs> know Toad. Personally, I've never met him, but I love that someone in the comments was like, when he started talking about going to bars and talking to random strangers, he's like, I'll take things that never happened for, a, you know, 500 or whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so actually, here's a good question. Like, what do you think the odds are that Toad actually goes to bars I to, don't know. to approach random people about liberty? Well, I've heard that he's a recovering alcoholic, so probably not very high. <laughs> <laughs> That's interesting as, yeah, a detail. Um, yeah. But to your earlier point about why are you on the libertarian debate stage telling people to not vote for libertarians, it's kind of the duality of libertarianism. And I have a feeling that this theme will come up a lot as we go through this debate of, you know, we're a, we have serious ideas and we want people to take what we're saying and really think about it and not think that we're just a joke. But then... On the other hand, a lot of us think that the government is completely illegitimate. All of us think that the political process is really dumb and not at all what everybody else makes it out to be. Mm -hmm. So I think that there is room for, you know, not taking it ourselves overly seriously because the entire system is not to be taken seriously. But then again, if we're in a situation where everybody else thinks the situation is to be taken seriously... You know, if, if we're if we go too far over to the side of being a parody of ourselves and I can see how we might never reach people, but we can't if you go too far over to the other side, then we're all just completely joyless and humorless and not acknowledging the absurdity of what we're doing. So it, there's kind of a balance to be struck here. Right. I can right. hardly blame anybody for trying something new because it's. Like we've tried the respectable thing. People have put on suits and gotten in debates with other libertarians and talked about what they would do when they're president. Right. And they probably get like 30 views and it's the same people. I don't know, like maybe being a goofball on stage or whatever isn't the right answer, but I appreciate people trying something new. Mm -hmm. I know like Vermin Supreme kind of tried it too. And that was his thing. I think the problem is that he didn't hit them with the Liberty message ever. He hit them with... <laughs> brush your teeth and own a pony or something but yeah alden uh you should i know you don't know who vermin supreme is so no you no should, you, after this show you should go look up who that is okay all right it, it will uh enlighten you to why certain people think the libertarian party's a joke <laughs> okay um yeah, it's like I, I don't want all of the party to be just performance art but then again yeah. i'm also really tired of the kind of quest for respectability because if libertarians ever even get close to achieving our end goal, which is dismantling most or all of the federal government, mm -hmm. it doesn't matter what we do. We will not be respectable to anybody in the high places of power because no, right. at that point we would actually be a threat to them. Yeah. Right. Right. I wonder if it was the right venue for it here, though, because this is not like, you know, the sort of agreed upon selected candidate versus now other parties as much as it is like trying to differentiate yourself among other candidates for the same party. Like this is, you yeah, know. I, I feel like this was actually the perfect time um, for him to be having these antics because you can still there isn't going to be a non-libertarian who's going to watch this entire debate. That's what like, I mean, though. That's... There just isn't one. So you can take clips from it. And so most people will watch the clips and like the people who want to follow the respectable people like Mike Termot, who is mm -hmm. 
very professional and suit and tie and exactly by the book, um, they will, he will end up in those people's feeds. Whereas Toad will end up in the exact people's feeds who you want him to end up in. Okay. So Does be true sense? to yourself. So you'll end up represented accurately. Yeah. Cause yeah, we're all, okay. I mean, we're all like subject to algorithms. So like, you're going to find ridiculous content. If you like, view ridiculous things all the time you're gonna mm -hmm. find professional well-spoken content if you're if you do that all if you search for that all the time yeah. and, um, and there's yeah. 50 state affiliates so i don't really see the problem with one affiliate or here and there trying something out of the ordinary like if you yeah. want that professional buttoned up debate those exist you can go out there and find it and i'm sure some of them are going to be you know, good looking debates that sound good and easy to watch and if respectability and, you know, finding out what public policy these people are going to do if they mm -hmm. were president, that mm -hmm. will be out there too. This doesn't have to be your thing, but it's out there for anybody who, you know, maybe can't sit through that. Yep. Yep. And yeah, as I thought long it was... as we're go ahead. As long as we're having conversations and debates that are really only going to be viewed widely within the Libertarian Party. I think that, the, you know, for as much as people are going to make fun of him, Toad provided a valuable service, even if you don't agree with him, of raising some important questions, where even if you don't agree with his, his conclusions, I think that it's important for everybody to reckon with what he had to say, because it's what a lot of people mm -hmm. with critiques of the Libertarian Party have to say. So you don't have to agree with where he went, but you should consider the points that he was bringing up, especially mm -hmm. because it's not like he's embarrassing us to a wider audience. Correct. And honestly, aside from the shoes thing, he wasn't super embarrassing. Like he he actually had some really good points, like you were saying. Um, some dum-dums were saying he won the debate. In no way, shape, or form did he win anything. I wouldn't but, have, yes, went that far, but... Yeah, he, he definitely, <laughs> he he's brash, so he points out things in other candidates that uh, other people... Just because you stand out yes. doesn't mean you won, like, yeah. Yeah, exactly, yeah. But, like, you know, he, he's, he has the ability to point out things in other candidates that most people wouldn't because he doesn't care and he has nothing right. to lose by saying He's things. very, like, irreverent or whatever, yeah. yeah. yeah and that then, says something that that someone thinks that he won. Yeah. He's speaking to those types of people and he's getting through to certain types of people. So it's then yeah. has its own value. Like, yeah, I found it really interesting watching the debate last night when it premiered on YouTube, being in the comment section and seeing which people thought which people won. Mm. And it was like, there's a very uh, left-leaning libertarian in the comment section saying like Chase and Lars dominated the, the debate which Chase definitely did well, although he, I feel like he, uh, his emotions got the best of him a few times. He ramped up toward the end quite a bit. He also was given a lot of airtime. He talked, I well, think, he, more he, than he, most. He's a, he's a talker, so like once he gets on, it's it's hard to get him off. Um, mm -hmm. But like, you know, I can only do so much there with the clicking. <laughs> <It's true. laughs> at some point, it's you can just try. take that clicker and launch it at his face. You could do yeah. that um, to any one of them. Um, but like. Uh, yeah, and then a lot. Josh was in the comment section last night, so he. Was, I saw that. Yeah, a lot of people thought he won. Um, I I do know that I don't know a single person that thought Hornberger 
or Mike Termot one. Um, I like. I mean, what I'm Mike sure we're going to get to this later, but I feel like Hornberger lost. Yeah, I feel like Hornberger lost. Although watching it, so I've been editing it for three days straight. I like I basically have the whole stinking thing memorized at this point, and <laughs> um, I, upon more, like pondering Hornberger's words more and longer. I don't know that I disagree with him as much as like my gut reaction was to disagree with him. Um, like the way he says things, he's super passionate and we're going to get to that here in a second, but um, it's kind of off putting at times. But then if you actually sit down and like think on it, some of the things he says are not as crazy as, as the other candidates and, and commenters made it out to be. Is I mean, he the I one that absolutely Oh, go ahead. No, no, it's all right. He's the one on the very oh. end, on the right. The yeah, yeah, right. but yeah. as a certain point, I, I was wondering. Definitely... <laughs> Sorry, I did it twice now. <laughs> oh, Go no. ahead, man. No, I can definitely respect the the fact that he is coming from an extremely ideologically pure place, and he believes that all we need to do to convince people is just hit them with the pure libertarian theory. And... I just don't think that that's an effective approach. I can respect what he said. I just think that, you know, in order to make people care about the theory, you have to hit them with the practice. Mm. And so the fact that he sat up there and said, well, I didn't look into what happened during COVID because irrelevant. Yeah. Well, I can see yeah. how the exactly what happened during COVID actually is irrelevant to libertarian theory because you know, the, the non-aggression principle and free markets and all of the stuff that we like can be defended if COVID either and the lockdowns either did or did not happen. Right. But the problem is in order to make people care about free markets and getting rid of government overreach, you have to make them care. And the best way to make them care is by bringing up the lockdowns. Yes, and 100%. Yeah, so this gets into one, is it just a representation of libertarian principles or is it to appeal to voters? And then the third thing is would I would say here is that like COVID, when it involves the state interfering with the free market and things like that, I think COVID and all of the things surrounding COVID and the decisions made by the people in the state really fucked up the free market for a mm. lot of people. Yeah. And I think it was Chase that brought up a, like an, a pretty good, just like a small anecdotal example of the the florist that lost her job. And, oh, Steven, what's up, man? Hey! Here's Lewis. Welcome back. I'm back. Um, but the Yay. florist that lost her job and then uh, <laughs> had to eventually just get the job at Lowe's Garden Center, which was deemed, yeah. you know, able to be open or, or vital or whatever the word was that and um anyway that was just like one small example of what i'm talking about where it's like yeah but you don't have a free market when you have you know the, an event like this that you have propaganda all over the place you know you have ties to between government and business you have ties between government and media and telling the story and getting yes. people on the side of it to believe it to support it to vote for it to you know whatever and so i think it you know, entirely that it's an irrelevant subject. And I hear what his, he's saying where he's like, I'm not, you know, in a position, I'm not a professional in that, you know, industry. I'm not a lawyer. I'm not, you know, 
whatever. Like, and so he personally doesn't like feel he wants to pursue looking into it, but I kind of want, you know, someone in that position that cares right. enough to at least do a little and due the, diligence. And that's the thing. You don't have to do an investig like a full on investigation. Yeah, right. You have to address things though. If you're going to yeah. run for president, you have to address the biggest thing that's happened in it's our a lifetime. Big blind spots and not. Yeah. Like that, the the answer was idiotic. That I thought that was the yeah. one dumb answer that he had. All the others I thought I so too. Talk. But yeah, I thought that was terrible. But I will Let's say pause one for a positive second. thing. Oh, okay. Steven! Yeah. Hey! <laughs> Steven, up, welcome was... back to the show, man. So good to be back. Oh, so man. happy to have you on again, man. I love it. Yeah, um, yeah. new father. Congratulations. Yes, Thank you. Heck uh, yeah. We actually, uh, uh, we, we cranked him out before the midwife could get here, too. So uh, <laughs> nice. it, was, it was basically unassisted. I love it. Good <laughs> nice. job, Mary. Good job, Mary. All right. Yep. Well, how you feeling? How Congrats, you, man. How you doing over there? I, you know, I'm still not sure what sleep really is. Uh, <laughs> it's, it's kind of a myth. Um, but, you know, we're getting there. We're getting there. You know, the little one's still figuring out nights and days, but it's starting to balance out. I, I went back to work today, too. So, you know, I took some time off of work. And, okay. Whew, man. I've heard lack of sleep and alcohol go really well together. So we'll <laughs> show. Yeah, yeah, just ask my blood pressure. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, Stephen, we're talking about the debate. Um, did you get a chance to watch any of it? Yeah, I, I watched about an hour of it so far. Okay, um, nice, nice. Well, let's let's watch another clip before we uh, before we go any further. This is a clip of Josh. I'm trying to get everybody a little airtime on on the show tonight. This is Josh talking about uh, Texas being able to defend itself. Some kind of security for their state and some kind of security for their nation. That's the vast majority of people. It's sad. It's true. Whether you believe in open borders or not. Um, now, when I talk about the 10th Amendment, I'm a 10th Amendment guy, full stop. No ands, no ors, no buts. The 10th Amendment is very clear that Texas has the right to defend their sovereignty as a state um, for any issue that's not mentioned in the Constitution. And guess what's not mentioned in the Constitution when it comes to this, this, this idea? It's, it's immigration, okay? So Texas has been very clear. We think there's an invasion of the border. We had over 6 million people come across last year. 6 million people. We can't vet that. We can't filter that. We can't make sure there's people with bad intentions uh, or not. We can't make sure that there's not Ebola coming across our border. And so, you know, Texas has every right to, to secede, to tell the federal government to get lost. I live in Iowa right now. And the state of Iowa is currently working on a bill. To All right. That's the that's the gist of it. We talked about Texas seceding a week last week, maybe the week before. I can't remember. But, uh, yeah, what are y'all's what are y'all's thoughts on, on what Josh has to say right there? Well, he's got a good point. I, I like what uh, Ken Paxton put out. Uh, you know, he was, I don't know if he's former. I know the Texas House at least impeached him last May. I don't know if it was like a full-on thing. But anyways, Ken Paxton either is or was the attorney general for the state. And he put something all over social media. And that was his retort to the Biden administration. You know, when they came out and said that, you know, we're sending federal agents to take down the razor wire. It's unsafe. It's inhumane, blah, blah, blah. Well, he came back and he says, hey, uh, you have sequestered public parks. You don't have the jurisdiction or the purview to do this. Right. Uh, you are claiming rights to the Republic of Texas land. And you have until February 15th to produce a deed or a land plat showing <laughs> such. Otherwise, we will remove your federal agents from our property and continue to defend the Republic of Texas. Yes. And I'm like, yeah. 
now. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm about to join the Georgia Defense Force just so I can maybe go over there. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Yeah, it was Hornberger um, also came out, down on the wrong side of this issue and just said, like, open this is borders the open for border everybody. Thing. And Toad pointed he he made the reference to um, like it's inhuman it, the inhumane thing like putting razor wire out and all this crap and then Toad just pointed it out immediately and said you know would you put like if if you put razor wire around your property and someone coming onto your property got caught in it and cut up is that your fault or their fault <laughs> like it's one hundred percent their fault like people have dominion over themselves so they have the choice to come into the razor wire or not. There and you go. If, if they do so, they, you know, they're injuring themselves. You're not the one injuring them. And then, you know, yeah, there, there is uh, a large structure that is uh, most definitely public land. And that is the Capitol building in Washington, D.C. Why is there razor wire around that? There we go. Why? Mm. That's a great question, Stephen. You know, because that, well, yeah, and I, I agree with the open borders thing. We talked about this before. That is the ultimate goal, right? Yeah. But with the system that we currently have, you know, with, with the way taxation is done, with the way many things are done here, mm-hmm. there has to be, you have to stem the flow of people coming in. You can't just freely cross over. And and it's the way they're being lured over here too. You know, our state department is putting up billboards, radio ads, telling them how to get here and what they're entitled to once they get here. And, yeah. you know, I think you're the only person to bring that up, even in the debate. It's not just that, you know, we like have a permissive policy of allowing people, but it's like they're encouraging people. Yes. You know, yes. And, and, and there's, there's, uh, you know, economic policies that we put in place that we knew would destabilize Central and South America. Uh, you know, the way we've been devaluing our currency by the, the unlimited printing, you know, especially during COVID times, Argentina was like, Hey, please stop that. You're really hurting us. We are very heavily tied to the dollar. Mm-hmm. And, this is this is a death sentence for us, and we're like, I'm sorry, I can't hear you over the whizzing of the printer. <laughs> <laughs> also, people need to stop tying their currency to the dollar and tie it to Bitcoin or gold. I mean, it's idiotic. Stop doing that. The dollar is inflated so much. Sorry, we're gonna get on. <laughs> yeah, right. okay. you know. So yeah, I mean, the ultimate goal would be you know free flow over the border, no social security numbers to track the cattle, all that kind of stuff. But we have to swing the pendulum back that way first. With the current system in place, we have to, you know, limit who comes in. It can't just be free flow. So Laura um, wants to know if there's a, a link to talking about the stuff you've just been talking about. Um, she said, uh, I don't know well, that. No one else just talked about it. Years and years of conservative talk radio. I, <laughs> <laughs> um, I, I could I could find some. Uh, Laura, I'll find some links and get them to you. Sweet. Um, yeah. All right. Well, here's here's another clip from the debate. It's another Toad clip. It'll be the last Toad clip we watch. Um, starts out with Lars, but it's because uh, Rumble's scrolling options are terrible. They need to they need to fix them. They're they're not precise. The criminal justice system. Yeah, uh, Thomas Nasty has been an absolute hero on this issue. He's been J6. amazing on it. Uh, if it does come out that uh, this footage of this uh, bomb planting was indeed a false flag, I think that would really just prove something that we all already know. Like we know who Ray Epps was. Uh, we know that there was a false flag going on here. We know that it was a provocation. The January 6ers were definitely provoked into doing this, or at least going further than they would have otherwise. But also, I would say that, and I'm, I think I'm going to take this further than anybody uh, that's on stage here. The January 6ers, not only did they do nothing wrong, all they did was really walk into a public building, 
but they're actually uh, heroic in many ways because they were uh, going after, they were pointing out a, who basically the worst people on earth are. They were focused right on the worst evil that we have, which is the United States federal government. And they were, I think, specifically upset about their uh, COVID policies for the most part as well. So I think that they are uh, patriots. They're heroic. Uh, they should be freed, absolutely, 100%. Uh, they're getting absolutely ridiculous sentences for, like I said, walking into a public building. Except for and, Ray Epps, who's on house Exactly. Ray Epps, yeah. Oh, yeah. It makes sense that he's not being uh, sentenced uh, to really anything for uh, being the instigator of the whole thing. I wonder what's going on there. And I will take it even further than that, and we should make January 6th a national holiday. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. It's uh, an interesting take, yeah. It's an interesting take. Um, I I agree with him like 80% because it wasn't just people just walking in to the building. There were definitely people being violent, which those people should all be prosecuted and thrown in jail or punished in some way. Um, but for the most part, uh, he's right. I mean, it was like a guided ropes tour through the dadgum camp. Yeah, yeah. And a lot of those people are still in jail, which is wild. Um, anyway, we don't, we don't have to dwell on this one unless somebody has something interesting to say. I just, I wonder if you could make the case yeah, for like entrapment almost or something like come in, come into this building and then no, I mean, arrest them. There are literally videos of, you know, officers taking down the barricades and inviting people to come in. Yep. Where it's like people that were there have said that, you know, they thought that they had permission to go in because yep. the cops that were essentially just letting them walk right in. Yeah. So, yep. You know, I'm sure that there were some people being violent, but, you know, the people that were just in there. If you can prove yeah. specifically with like, you know, whether it's reports or security cam footage or something that someone was like breaking a desk or like whatever, mm -hmm. threatening to hang Pence or what, whatever someone might have done or said or whatever, then that's a, an individual case. But just everyone that just like was in the building that was ushered in. No, that's and then I think it was was it Chase that was saying something about a lot of them have been detained for longer than the maximum sentence would even have been at this yep. point, and so that's just ridiculous. So yep. it's insane. Um, yeah, I remember one spent of the time in solitary. Yeah, a lot of them spent a ton of time in solitary. Yeah. Wow. Which is literally yeah. torture. <laughs> yep. Yeah. yeah. I remember oh, that one of the oh, talking ahead, heads Dan. on the news. One of the talking heads on the news at the time was like. Oh, this is way worse than, you know, just breaking into a taco truck or something. This is breaking into the heart of our democracy. And actually, <laughs> I was like, breaking into somebody's taco truck would be worse because that's somebody's actual private property. You know, if, you, if people if people trespass into the Capitol and break windows or whatever, it's, all that's going to happen is that everybody will get taxed a little bit more and the window will be repaired. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, that's it. You can make right. the case for it, yeah. Um, so here's here's Chase talking about a local issue, which is Cop City. Mm. People came together to knock on doors and legitimately make change. Who is the AstroTurf? It's the people supporting police, the Atlanta Police Foundation, because they're not made up of people from Atlanta. They're made up of Home Depot, Delta, Coca-Cola, and a lot of major corporate interests. And so they pump tons of money into the media, tons of money to the AJC and to the media to push that. Oh, no, we really need this facility. The people really want this. The people really want this. But if you go out in the streets and you talk to the people of Atlanta, they don't want this. We, we were there for 13 hours at the city council meeting fighting against it. Four people spoke for it, but three of them were friends of the mayor. What about so the people, people didn't want it. They would, argue, movement, exactly. they would argue that the... There you go. 
Um, I like that he brings this up um, in a debate like this. Um, it's local issue. It's uh, especially for people around Atlanta. It's it, it, it's something that I don't know. I'm, I'm pretty passionate about, or at least I keep an eye on it all the mm -hmm. time. Um, and he's right. Like all, all the people in support of these things, when a person like in a position of authority says, you know, we have a ton of support behind this. It, that doesn't mean the people. It means right. all of his buddies, right? You know, all of or his like corporations that corporate back his campaign, funding. yeah, yeah, like that. And it's, um, it's horrendous. Ch Chase, like, I don't agree with Chase on a lot of things, but man, he he does well at conveying certain um, certain topics and certain issues. Like uh, he writes like, college level person. essays just orally off the top of his head. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, it, it, it's just clear, it, just clear format, three points, bam, 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 cite the source. It's it's just clean. And yeah. Quick. But, he, but he has some great input. He's at the gym moving his big, beautiful body and we look great tonight. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for I that. Buddy. Most, most college students are terrible writers. So <laughs> yeah, that's, that's how dare you talk great. about Chase like that. <laughs> <laughs> That's great. That's great. Well, no, I'm, I'm talking about the, the Claudine Gaze that you know that write really good essays. Oh yeah. <laughs> the uh, I was gonna say at one point we someone said the word like you know torture or whatever like with the solitary confinement and it reminded me I don't know if these are one of the clips but the concept of like the Guantanamo Bay thing like being like turned into like a, a basically like a prison for like all the you know the COVID you know whatever the yeah. people that uh, you know orchestrated this or whatever yeah, that was and <laughs> yeah toad and and i think josh were, were both uh on that page yeah. or whatever yeah and then um i think it was uh like hornberger and chase that were like saying that like maybe i'm mixing this up but i think they were like no like you know it's yeah, kind of right. like the eye for an eye you know makes the whole world blind thing like not to like just like do the normal due process thing or whatever, but not to like play into that. I was wondering how you guys feel about I think, the. Well, I, I, I think kind that, of feel like it's a failure to have a, a sense of humor if you get too tied up into saying that we shouldn't joke about throwing people in the Guantanamo Bay. Because obviously, if you're having a 100% serious conversation about libertarian theory, Mm -hmm. then, yes, obviously Guantanamo Bay should be closed. It's a crime against humanity that it exists and that people are treated that way. Yes. So Josh but and Toby not, are not every conversation. Yes. Okay. I think that it was obvious to everybody that was watching it. Except oh, my that, bad. That's not everybody, <laughs> unfortunately. I don't know. Maybe I I'm it's, it's one of, I don't know. It's one of those situations like Trump where it's like you should take what he says seriously, but not literally. Uh, so, you know, when Josh says throw people into Guantanamo Bay, he's talking about it's that bad that, you know, I'm being hyperbolic and saying this, but not literally that we should like extra judiciously throw Fauci into a cell and never check on him again. Correct. Or like the so. the artist uses a lie to tell the truth kind of line. But exactly. Know. Yeah, exactly. All right. Um, and, we've got a. Mike Tremont talking about inflation next. I'm just trying to get through some of these. All right, time mm -hmm. for nap time. So we can... <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, Mike Tremont also hey, dropped his mic at some point. I'm glad you got extra time because it was actually an excellent answer, by the way. Um, 
I, I'm, I'm glad you uh, brought up the idea of the Fed because I think that some of our answers up here, with all due respect to my esteemed colleagues, left us a little bit wanting. It is true that only 37% of uh, the American public, if you say so, that sounds actually a little high to me, are frustrated with the Fed. That's not the, way, the right way to, uh, to address it. The right way to address it is to remind people that inflation is such, oh my God, you are a better human being than <laughs> You're really a good guy. Now he's been on my one. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh, the right way to address it is to remind people that inflation uh, isn't just naughty, which is something you can hear from the Republican or Democrat, but undermines your way of life, undermines your ability to make ends meet. And that the change that we need in this country is at an institutional level. It's not just a matter of replacing one Republican or one Democratic politician for another. That's how you get into the conversation about the Fed. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I just, I, I like, one thing I do like about Mike, despite him running what he calls a professional campaign, um, I would call it a uh, non-attention grabbing campaign. Um, he is very calm, which is, and very reasonable and logical when mm -hmm. he's talking to people and he finds his words deliberately. He doesn't just rush to spit a whole bunch of things out. Um, he reminds when you put like, him on two X speed on YouTube. He actually sounds pretty good. You know? okay. <laughs> that makes sense. <laughs> now, it, it reminds, it almost reminds me of, I don't know how many of y'all listen to Jordan Peterson regularly, but Jordan Peterson will leave like 10 full seconds of dead air while he like ponders yeah. what words to use. Um, yeah. And it's because he's being so precise in his wording. And that, that's one thing I do like about He does a weird about. mix, though, if you ever notice with him, where early on he'll pause for 10 seconds and then say something. But yeah. if you get him fired up, he'll just go, like, and then he doesn't <laughs> have an off button. So he's got to, it, when the emotions get involved more heavily, then he kind of, like, loses it a little bit. I say this right. with love and with empathy because, like, I, I do a similar thing, I think, but. Yeah, Mike definitely cries less than Jordan Peterson, though. <laughs> like, <laughs> Jordan true. Peterson cries in, like, every other interview he does. So. Uh-huh, yeah. See, that's what I'm talking about with the emotions, though. He's a very, he's a, an emotional guy, but. Yeah, that's fair. Um, all right, I'm going to skip over a couple. We had uh, Lars talking about COVID. I thought Lars did a fantastic job talking when he spoke about COVID. Honestly, everybody, if, you're, if you haven't watched the debate yet, just go watch it. Because it, it's great. I'm also going to release just the audio as a podcast on Free Georgia Podcasts, so you'll be able to go listen to it um, while you you know drive around. It's easier than watching it. But I thought the debate was fantastic. I thought a lot of people had a lot of great things to say. We can't get through everything on this show because this show is only two hours long, and I have we have other to topics to get to. So go watch the Dagum debate. We're going to watch two more clips. Um, this one was a heated moment uh, between. Josh and Chase. Do you think people should be able to discriminate based on color for their business? I believe in freedom of association, but here's the truth. While I would prefer that the free market punish racists, I understand that that's not going to change right now. You're not going to get people around eliminating the Civil Rights Act if we haven't proven that libertarian works in a bunch of other areas. So it's don't so discriminate on your medical status, but not on race. It is okay to have okay. freedom of association. And I just told you, I want the free market to punish racists. 
But you know what? We have the civil rights act as it currently exists, and you know what's not going to get rid of it? Us just screaming, get rid of the civil rights act. We have to work on the economy, the immigration system, the right. workers, and so many other things before we give the proof of concept to people that we can punish racists with the free market. Mr. Right. 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 patiently for a long time. <laughs> Binkley's trying so hard not to crack up laughing. <laughs> um, so, first off, I thought Chase was fan. Like I thought he made excellent points. The way in which he did it, the I, opposite of Mike's is is the opposite, and also I think is is not what you want out of a candidate. Just in that he's not Depends like that all the ask. time. But like, look, I like somebody who's passionate, but I like somebody who's passionate that. With restraint. It doesn't seem like they're letting their emotions run them. Yeah. Um, a lot of people will see it as a sign of weakness to an extent. Well, yeah. Like, uh, you know, you can get them on certain hot button issues and he's literally shaking. Yes. So. Yeah. 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 And like that kind of stuff needs to be reined in and tempered because the issue with running on that much emotion is you have erratic behavior and you don't always stick to what you're supposed to be sticking to. Um, yeah. And so that, that that was my biggest that was my biggest issue. Um, there was a few times that. a few different people got a, a little heated. Hornberger, I mean, every time that dude talks, yeah, he's heated. <laughs> I, I, he, he came to mind the most, man. Yeah, yeah. But to be fair, Chase made excellent points in that, like, we have to fix things that people can see in everyday life that people feel like matter to their personal life at any given moment before we can go after something like the civil rights act. Um, because I would say a vast majority of Americans consider the civil rights act, a like triumph, um, which libertarians don't consider that, but uh, you can't be attacking things that everyone thinks is a victory and expect people to come to your side. And so he's right. Go. He's right in that regard. It's another example of needing to combine the theory and the practice, because while it is possible to defend, you know, the repeal of the Civil Rights Act purely on the principle of freedom of association. But the also, optics are bad. It would be favorable to point out all the ways that the Civil Rights Act is not achieving the things that people want it to. Mm -hmm. But and, you know, he's he's saying that we're not going to convince people to want to repeal the Civil Rights Act just by shouting about it. You know, that goes for most of the federal bureaucracy where we've got all this stuff in place and there's kind of an order to which we need to get rid of it. And we probably need to get rid of a bunch of other stuff first before we get we seriously think we're going to get rid of that. Right. This is why, you know, I tend to think that, you know, decentralization and secession of states is probably a a more effective way of dismantling the entire bureaucracy rather than trying to convince everybody in the country to start rolling it back by, you know, voting people in that will roll it back one law at a time. Um, yep. hundred percent. Um, yeah. Yeah. I just hope that uh, the threats of secession don't become like the new congressional hearing, you know, like when they brought Roger Clemens in there, like, Hey, you know, were you juicing? And he's like, why am I in front of Congress right now? I play baseball, <laughs> you know, and it's just it's one of those things where like, you don't, you don't have to show up. You don't have to respect that stuff. Uh, just look at when they try to get Zucker face in there a couple times. And, uh, 
you know, what's his face with Google? There's I'm busy. I got a board meeting. Not not doing that. Yeah. You know, what's um, the recourse? Uh, so just hope it doesn't come to hollow threats. Now, uh, you know, sure. do I actually want secession? Uh, maybe. Uh, you know, it sounds sounds pretty good. The more states keep signing on to this standing with Texas thing. Uh, what are we I, at now? Twenty five. Uh, th- twenty eight. I thought. Okay. Okay. Yeah, I could be wrong. I thought it was twenty eight. Um, but yeah, I mean, I I like. First of all, if you're going to threaten secession, you have to be serious about it and you have to have thought it all the way through because th- that could lead to some very poor results and you have to do it in a very tactful way. Um, I def- If you are serious about it and you are threatening it, you have to be okay with following through. It can't just be a like, a, like what's the word? Uh, like a bluff. Like a, yeah. a bluff. Yeah. And you have to have a plan for, for what you're going to do once those federal agents show up to your border of your yeah. state. And I, I like the idea of threatening secession to the federal government because I think the federal government is maybe the worst organization in the history of mankind. Um, but I also, you know, since we live here, I kind of fear for what might happen. So For like the real people's lives that live in these states too and yeah. what that can look like on the ground. My friends, well, all, all my friends. All they kids. need is the reason. All they need is, you know, a little bit of chaos. Just they need, you know, everything's already a powder keg has been for 10 plus years. Yep. All they need is that little push to make it kinetic. And, you know, with Biden in there, he would, he would flip that switch so quick. He would federalize the national guard and, you know, all the federal police forces he would have them deployed and all he would have to do is start suffering some casualties. He declares it an international emergency and income, the UN blue hats. Mm-hmm. Yep. And they've, and they've already been training here since at least Bush was president. Yep. Um, all right. We're going to get to the final clip of, of the debate that we're going to show tonight. So this is uh, Binkley asking chase another question. And since we're in Georgia, I thought we'd give chase a little more airtime. Here we go. So Chase, this leads to the bonus question. You told me the other day you knew how you were going to take on Trump from the general state. Yes. And uh, you're going to out Trump. Trump. And the the attacks that would be coming if you were to see him on the debate stage. How would you handle those attacks? The way you handle a bully is you go right at them. That's how you stop a bully. So if Donald Trump's going to be coming at me, I'm going to remind him, listen, Donald, you said all sorts of BS in the past. You said, I'm going to eliminate the debt in eight years, and then you blew up the debts and deficit. You said, I'm going to defend you, but yet there's still tons and tons of violence around here. You keep saying all this BS, but everybody can see exactly right through it, because ever since the 1980s, you've been a grifter, you've been a liar, you've been a con man, and don't pretend like you aren't. Just admit Say it to his face. Say it right to his face.
And I always love a good Josh. So I like to say that you guys have uh, uh, a member of Metallica here. So, <laughs> so yeah, I just want to know how you going to take shots at me. If you're going to go after the king, you best not miss. <laughs> barefoot the entire time <laughs> i was barefoot the whole daggum thing so that was uh that was brad binkley's idea that's one of brad's buddies um he was on his show the other night uh they talked they had a debate recap um yeah thought that was a fantastic way to end it and yeah i think that everybody everybody involved i think did a great job i thought clint and and binkley were fantastic moderators um and i thought all the, i thought all the candidates had really good moments. Not all of them did well the entirety of it, but Trump they all won had though. Moments. Trump Trump won the debate. Sadly, <clears throat> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, Casually mental says, "Is it me or was Rechtenwald tame this debate?" Um, he was kind of tame. He didn't uh, fly off the handle very often. Um, One or two little spikes. Yeah, but it was also those were the times when he was also being attacked from multiple directions. Yeah. Um, honestly, the people I remember most, sat, I mean, sadly, I remember Toad. So in that way, he may have won. Um, but I remember Chase, I remember Lars, and I remember Josh the most. Um, Hornberger, I kind of just shut out at some point in time. Yeah, Josh had a good presence for sure. You know, he, he definitely had like the the poise and the posture. Yeah, I do. And I like, I like Josh. He and he and Mike were flirting the whole daggum time. He and Mike Tremont were just touching each other and laughing and giggling in <laughs> <Yeah>. the corner. <laughs> they were whispering stuff in each other's ears while the other one was trying to talk. Uh huh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. Yeah. So they've got a bromance going on. Um, but overall, I thought the debate was fantastic. I don't know. What are y'all's final thoughts on it before we move on? I liked your, in the comments, like as it was airing live that you were talking about, you liked a little bit of what all of them had to say and that you wanted like a, what did you say? A, a, a Frankentarian? A Frankentarian. <laughs> of like, a Frankentarian of all seven of their best I, qualities. <laughs> I, yeah, I really do appreciate, like I can appreciate the position of, of pretty much any of them uh, on different subjects. And um, I don't have like a super clear, like one stood out to me from the pack winner. Uh, yeah. I was curious what you guys kind of thought, but yeah. I mean, for, yeah, for I mean, me, the, the, go ahead, Zane. Oh, 
the problem with trying to say who won or lost the debate is that you're obviously going to be incredibly biased by who you like, who you liked better going in, unless you had never heard of anybody going in, but then right. you still, I probably think the one who that agrees with you the most won. So unless somebody does extraordinarily well or does extraordinarily poorly, I, I always, you know, whenever I hear the talking heads on, on the news say that they think that somebody won one of the primary debates or one of the mm. general election debates. It's like, well, obviously you're just saying that because you like them. But, or that they were told but, to say that. Yeah. But, you know, I'm just glad that we got the opportunity to do this recap because nobody cares what the candidates have to say. The people yearn for what I have to say. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. There we go. The no cat recap. Yeah. And I, I just guess... watched the video for your clicking, really. Yeah. That's pretty much <laughs> that's it. That's it. I, yeah. I, I, if you if I'd actually zoomed out on one of the camera angles, we, we could have seen your arm come up into frame like every 10 seconds, just your arm. Click, 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 click. click, <laughs> click, click. So sadly, I made you not the star of the show, Zane. You could have been the well, star. That was a mistake. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's move on to our biggest topic of the night, which is our Warhawks Trivia. getting their shot at Iran at last. Um, Let's go ahead and bring up the first first article here. So, um, man, that is so tiny on, on my screen. I'm going to pull it up on my screen over here so I can actually read it. Uh, let's see. So last week, uh, there was a drone strike um, uh, that killed three U.S. soldiers. Um, you can go to the next, the next <coughs> one, Zach. Um, and two of them were Georgians. Um, I think... I thought three of them were Georgians. I thought all three of these guys were Georgians, or these folks. I thought so too. Um, he, the first guy. Oh, they were all was, serving you know. in Georgia. Yeah, but two of them are one's from Waycross, one's from Savannah. And it says William Rivers is from Willingboro. Um, so there's William Rivers, Kennedy Sanders, and Brianna Moffat all died. Um, and yeah, this people are now using this. We'll get to this in a second. But basically, three Georgians died in the Middle East for literally no reason whatsoever. Um, yeah, I think he is from Georgia. It looks like okay. he's from Carroll County. Okay, good. That's what that's what I thought. That's what I thought. Um, so this is what they're now using to uh, start what they've wanted to do for a very long time, which is go to war with Iran. Um Let's see. What's the next? Uh, I think the next one's Justin Amash's tweet. Um, it says offensive military operations without congressional authorization in Syria, Iraq, or elsewhere are unconstitutional and unlawful. Before ordering acts of war, president needs the express approval of the people's representatives in Congress. Any order that disregards the separation of powers is definitely a high crime. Well, All right. Obama showed us he's got what forty-five days. You know, it's, it's you can you can move them over there and they can retaliate. Yeah, retaliate. And he's got like forty-five days to get congressional approval. Otherwise, he has to put them back where they were. Yeah, like uh, did that actually happen? That's the real question. Oh yeah, well that's what I'm saying. Like, you know, Obama <laughs> taught us that he he did it a whole oh, bunch. Oh, gotcha. Yeah, he repeated forty-five days. So it starts over yeah. as soon as they get back. You can send it back again. Pretty much. You know, it's, yeah, it's yeah. like uh, you know they have to report their stock trades, right? You know, they get thirty days or ninety days to do that. And they're like, well, what's the fine for not doing it? Oh, I'll yeah. just do that. 
Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's my, like getting your visa extended and on vacation. <laughs> exactly. It's like I need to go over the border for an hour. <laughs> right. Well, my so I actually do like one part about this. So a couple of years ago, when Shane was running for uh, governor of Georgia, he went up to Michigan to the to their convention, their LP convention, and uh, after hours, on camera, on a cell phone camera, had an argument with Justin Amash, who supported. Um, AUMF action. So basically like authorized use of military force. Um, didn't see anything wrong with it, but now it seems as though libertarians have finally changed his mind on this and hmm. he is, is supporting the correct thing, which is you have to declare war in order to send troops anywhere. So I, I like that part of it for, for Amash, that he that he spent enough time around libertarians at this point to know that AUMF is a terrible way to do things and uh, immoral. And Shane argued with him heavily and just ripped him to shreds in his podcast and then apologized, realizing that Amash was uh, a new libertarian and sh he shouldn't have attacked him so hard. <laughs> yeah. He wasn't um, a new libertarian, though. He was new to the Libertarian Party, but he was a Ron Paul guy, and that's sort of what he came out of. Yeah, but not not everybody who's a Ron Paul guy was a libertarian, because Ron. I mean, Ron Paul was running on a Republican ticket, and like he's kind of like a even bridge people who guy. Like... Yeah, yeah. Even people who supported him back then, not everybody, obviously, but there were some people who still had no idea what the Libertarian Party was. Yeah, like a lot of there people Paul now who were, don't. were in the Occupy movement as well. Yeah. That's yeah. like it wasn't until Ron Paul made his uh, surge, his big surge that uh, it was until then that I, I heard the term libertarian socialist or left leaning libertarian. I'm like, wait a second, what kind of spectrum is that? <laughs> that's the snake that ate its own tail and yeah, yeah went uh, all yeah, the way like back. It's an Amish assassin. It's, uh, they don't match. <laughs> or a Janus. Uh, in assassin. my opinion, like I like Amash and I'm glad he came around, but he should have known better than anybody at the time. It shouldn't yeah. have taken Shane to argue with him or whatever. Well, I, I agree. I agree. Um, I applaud someone changing their position, though. I, in yeah, general, I do too. I'm very happy he's he's come around to this to this aspect of it. Because um, I think we live in a culture that expects you to like that, like stick to your guns and like don't be wishy washy. And like I don't like when people dig their heels in and double down on something just because they've like been publicly like out as saying a thing or whatever. So I. I always want to just encourage people to like, it's okay to like talk to someone else and change your mind. Like I meant, it's a I good meant, thing sometimes. I meant to say this earlier. Um, uh, a sponsor of the convention was rabbit eye wine. I highly recommend it is blueberry wine. Um, highly recommend if, is if that, you, if you what, like, wine, so go out and get some freaking rabbit eye wine. Is it that is Will's so wine? Yeah. Or? Will's. Yeah. Yeah. Will's yeah. Yeah. He, I only met him the once on here, but he didn't make it to convention, but he sent some cases of it with, uh, with buddy. And buddy, I got uh, ended up getting a bottle. I want to try this. Good lord, I'll I'll bring it up. Um, and, oh uh, yeah, okay, right on. Rabbit eye wine, y'all, go get it. It's it'll you know, if anybody's Three ever pounds watched of blueberries exactly, per bottle, exactly. <laughs> How if dry anybody's ever it? watched Parks and Rec, uh, you'll remember that uh, Adam Scott got drunk on blueberry wine, and it was one of the funniest things to ever happen on TV. So. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, let's go to Dave DeCamps tweet and we're going to go to antiwar.com directly after that um dave decamp who's been on the show says u.s officials tell cbs plans for targeting the iranian military in iraq and 
Syria have been approved. This could be the beginning of a major war. Um, and let's go straight to antiwar.com, please. Um, this is not, none of this is good news. Y'all, like none of this is good news. Let's uh, start this video. Let's just watch the first, uh, first, well, three minutes, 48 seconds. Please start from the beginning. Or, or don't. Uh, but the fact that most of these reports I'm Zach, reading that's about not, the planning that's not the beginning. and these U.S. officials <laughs> telling NBC. Oh, the, okay. There you go. Oh, that's where you sent it to me. Yeah, hey, I didn't know that. Cam from antiwar.com. This is anti-war news for Thursday, February 1st. 2024. All right, the first story at the top of antiwar.com today. The U.S. plans a weeks-long bombing campaign on Iranian targets. So U.S. officials told NBC News that the U.S. is planning to to launch a weeks-long bombing campaign in the Middle East in retaliation for the drone attack in Northeast Jordan that killed three American soldiers. So the officials said that the targets are expected to include Iranian targets outside of Iran, and the campaign will involve strikes and cyber operations. Other reports have said the U.S. is considering targeting Iranians in Iraq and Syria or targeting the Iranian Navy. So... This is very concerning because we're not going to know what they're going to do until they do it. We're not going to know if they're going to target the Iranian military until they do or or don't. Uh, but the fact that most of these reports I'm reading about the planning and these U.S. officials telling NBC that this is what they're probably going to do, um, it's it's not good. And you know they're they're not considering bombing Iran. The, the country, which I guess that's good, but still direct <laughs> attacks on the Iranian military could provoke a full-blown war between the U.S. and Iran, and who knows what that could turn into. There's a lot of U.S. bases in the Middle East that Iran can hit. All right, you can, pause, you can pause it there, Zach. Um, and- yeah, so it's one of the worst things that we could do, in my opinion, um, is, is provoke Iran um, and actually get in a hot war with with them i mean i it's crazy to me that this is all stemming from recent well from the recent actions it's all stemming from soldiers being where they're we're stationing them where they're not supposed to be getting killed by a drone from people that we're not supposed to be fighting um and it's going to end up forcing us, not forcing us, but it's going to end up giving us the option to fight people, other people that we shouldn't be fighting. Because Iran didn't actually drop the bomb on our on our soldiers. It was another group entirely. And they said, we know that Iran funds these kinds of groups. They didn't say, we have evidence that Iran wow. funded these groups and yeah. was responsible for the bombing. Are there weapons of mass destruction under their houses, though? Well, that's exactly <laughs> it's the, cl- the it's thing, the, though. The classic shell game where, yes. you know, somebody in Iran might have bought one of these guys a sandwich one time, and then the entire <laughs> military-industrial complex goes, oh, no, they're Iran-backed. Yeah. Or yeah. even better, it's just like, well, Zane punched my dog. No, he didn't. Yeah, but it's Zane. I mean, he would do that. That's what... <laughs> You're basically saying dogs. it's like, yeah, well, Iran denied it, but they're Iran. So, of course, they're the bad guy. We can't believe them. Yep. That seems to be 
Well, so I, mean, I like doing things. You know, if you believe the official narrative, they're doing things to their proxy group. The one of their proxy groups, anyways, the Houthi rebels out of Yemen, which we have been bombing the dog crap out of Yemen nonstop for 15 years that I know of. Uh, you know, you don't make friends that way. <laughs> uh, now, you know, how long have we been going tit for tat with those guys? I don't really know. I just know that we shouldn't have been over there to begin with to open that can. Uh, I don't know if it's a chicken or the egg kind of thing, you know, because I hear some people say that Iran has never been the aggressor since they were the Persian Empire. Uh, well, bull crap. Uh, you know, the in the 80s, you got the Lockerbie bombing that was that was put on by Ayatollah Khomeini. Right. And they're like, oh, well, that wasn't state sanctioned. I don't think you understand what an Ayatollah is. <laughs> <laughs> so, and by uh, the way, you know, they're not innocent either. So let's, you know, let's just keep that in mind. But yeah, we shouldn't be over there for them to pick on us. Yeah. Yep. By the way, I heard briefly, and I don't know if it's true or not true. It's developing, it seems like. But from Judge Napolitano's show, he was saying that people are speculating that it wasn't a drone. And there's no way a drone could have made it into the base, even if what they say was true, that they're waiting on an American drone to return and that it was probably a missile. I don't know. That's something I heard very briefly before the show. Something else. Is, if, it, if it is drone related and Iran's tied to it, I remember in the, in the final Obama years, uh, we basically gave them our most sophisticated uh, UAV yeah. surveillance drone. I think I was going like, to. I remember go back. back when I was a kid. Like hearing about war in Iraq and Afghanistan, you think of like mud huts or something in the desert, but it's like they're not. These are modern countries, a lot of them, and especially Iran. Like they have hypersonic missiles. They're not going to be goat herders in the Hindu Kush like we're used to. <laughs> yes. Right. And, you know, if we go to war with them, there's a very good chance that the rest of the Middle East and maybe even Russia and maybe even China are going to come to their defense. Yes. So what they're screwing around with is very serious and could end in a regional war, if not a world war. They would have and to come to their defense pretty quick though. Cause we took down Iraq, what seven minutes. It was what nine minutes the first time around and seven and a half under Bush. Uh, you know, Iran might last 20 minutes. Uh, so, I mean, this, I mean, in that 20 minutes, how many enough. nukes did they fire? How many well, hypersonic sure. missiles did they get off? <laughs> sure. I, yeah. I mean, it, it, it would be a lot of automatic stuff going off. And, yes. and then, yeah, and then if, I don't know, will Russia, will China take kindly to 20 minutes and Iran's destroyed, or are they going to step in? I yep. sense a speedrunning opportunity. <laughs> <laughs> Perfect. Zane, why don't you head that up, man? <laughs> um, if we're yeah. going to play the game of like, well, they were backed by so-and-so. If you play that game long enough, they were backed by us and the CIA. Probably. Correct. Like, I mean, Correct. You, so that doesn't even make any sense. Yeah. Well, and that that's, article, that's how we know they got their funding through Iran. Because right. it's the CIA dressed up as Iranian Defense Force or National Guard, keeping, whatever it is. Keeping books. Handing yeah. off the duffel bags. Right. Iranian and that Revolutionary article, Guard, I think. Thank you. Yes. Yeah. The article that Jake pulled up said something about a drone suicide bomb. How, how do you have a drone suicide bombing? That doesn't make sense. I thought <laughs> drones were unmanned. They were no. selling them on Alibaba just two Alden, weeks ago. Alden, uh, machines now have souls and feelings, and you can, you know, if it kills itself, then it's a suicide 
Bob. Yeah. Drones if it are worth us. To, sure. <laughs> oh, I was thinking that the drone pilot just killed himself after the target was acquired. <laughs> he felt so bad. Yeah. It's a dead man switch. So as soon as the drone blows up, he blows up with it. <laughs> um, I mean, but in I, all I seriousness, I, I don't get that. I don't. I don't. I, yeah. It should, it's not a suicide bomb. It's literally just. It's a, a bomb. bomb bombing. It's just a bomb bombing. Um, yeah. But y'all like bomb bombing. <laughs> I don't mean how happen. many new people, how many new countries can we introduce to war within a two year time period? All of them, at least 12. How so? Well, it's pretty obvious they've been wanting this for a while. Yeah, yeah, I know. Watch, but like, watch Top Gun Maverick. There. What over the past, <laughs> over the past two years, what, what we've got, we've got uh, Russia, Ukraine, Israel. Can we just recognize Palestine and say it's a country? Palestine. Sure. Yes. <laughs> Um, now we're doing Iran, Yemen, um, Saudi Arabia. Don't forget Iceland. Iceland. If Iceland and, joins NATO, they're already at war. No, and Texas. No, don't bring Iceland into this. Come on. <laughs> Come on. I don't want that to happen. I love Iceland. <laughs> well, they're, they're, if, they, if they sign on to NATO, they Russia is at war with them. <sighs> Finland uh, is in there. Like it, Dude, we're just so stupid. We're just so freaking stupid. Including I, all the crap we probably don't even think about day to day. Like, I bet we're doing stuff in Niger. I bet we're doing stuff all over Africa in places we couldn't even name or point out on a map. 100%. Somalia. I places guess that you couldn't point there. out on a map. <laughs> shut up. Shut up, Zane. <laughs> shut up, Trivia. Okay. Um, let's, uh, let's extend it further. Let's go to the next freaking article, Zach. U.S. troops put on standby for potential U.S. ground involvement in Gaza. So uh, this is from antiwar.com. Uh, this article basically says that we're not deployed yet um, on the ground in Gaza, but we are on standby to join Israeli attacks in Gaza. So is this so where is that like when you try to flush the toilet halfway? <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, is this where we start the hashtag David Duke was right? <laughs> Ooh. Oh, that's, that does not sound like a good hashtag to start. <laughs> but I mean, we're, we're coming to their aid. You if know, you combine was... Steven and Zane's comment, you get David Dukey. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> Grumpy, we're in, what, 187 countries? So yeah, we're well, everywhere, this man. This attack that killed the three uh, from Georgia, was that not in Jordan? It was in Jordan. I yeah, think. Yeah. yeah. Okay. That's what he's referring to. Oh, see, that's what that's what's grumpy. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Zane, um, how many countries are there? I think depends on who you ask. Uh, true. If ask you ask you. me, there are about 190. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and we give money to all of them. That's crazy. Like, if you, you go not Sea Land. That that was included in the in the count. Okay. <laughs> cool. <laughs> um. So yeah, y'all. Like we're we're now putting troops on the ground to aid Israel firsthand in fighting against Palestinians in Gaza. Like, yeah. what are we even doing? Like, okay, let's just go to the next, let's just go to the next clip because I don't like agreeing with Mike Pompeo, but I'm going to, we're going to have to agree with Mike Pompeo for a minute. So let's just go to the, oh, go to the next clip. I know, I know. Let's, let's do it. Let's play it. Freaking stupid Mike Pompeo. Uh, when I was a Secretary of State traveling, I was 
Uh, no, I'm serious. I've watched CNN when I come over here. It boggles my mind. Uh, when I was a Secretary of State traveling, I'd flip on CNN, and I just, I, I was hard to figure out what hallucinogen they were taking. It was so disconnected from the reality. Let's go through each of those for just a moment. Was there a war in Europe on Trump one? Anybody? What's there? I mean, this, this was, these are facts. You asked for a crystal ball. I'm a data guy. I'm an engineer by training. Well, the yellow vests. Or in Europe. Why was that? Because Donald Trump was a Russian asset? That's what CNN would have told you for two and a half years, right? Anybody remember? I did. I, I lived it. I suffered from that. It made life very difficult for those of us trying to execute along with our friends in the region. So flip off CNN. I don't mean flip them up. I mean, turn the channel. Um, <laughs> all right. we, we can we can pause it here and I'll just give um, you a summary. Who's uh, Mike Pompeo? Take a look at the Middle East. Was there? Um, so how odd is it that, you know, Republicans were on the receiving end of what HUAC did in the 50s? <laughs> huh. It's almost it, like it doesn't feel good. It's it, it's wild, man. Um, I, I, I mean, I freaking hate Mike Pompeo, but I don't even I don't know who he is. Uh, he was secretary of state um during trump oh and uh basically what he's saying here is that and this this is uh sorry i i'm i'm not as good at this these days there we go all right was the world better off with trump is basically what he is his question he is posing here or he's he's saying it was um and it's hard to deny some of the some of the evidence um, that the world may have actually been better off with, with Donald Trump in the presidency. Which is, well, I, you know, would you rather have syphilis or herpes? One of them can be suppressed, right? <laughs> but they're both bad. But well, they're both bad. Okay, okay. Yeah, that's fair. That was, that was actually the most annoying question in the debate that three of the people yeah. answered and four of the people did not answer, like gave politician answers. I didn't like that question, to be honest. But No, it was, it was a... So... I talked to Binkley and Russell Clint beforehand and like that was a question meant. So the question was who was a worse president, Joe right. Biden or Donald Trump? Yeah. Okay. Well, I and, think they asked it best, right? No, they or said better, better. not they, best. Oh yeah. No, I think thought it was the opposite. Oh, well, e either way. It doesn't matter. The yeah. point is the question is the same, whether it's in the negative or the positive. Right? The point of the question was there is a correct answer because the world is was a much safer place weirdly with it was trump more stable it was more stable and so there the, like there were multiple i mean trump did some terrible things but biden has let everything just go to complete crap and so there there is an objective answer that trump that trump as president is better than biden at president and the point of the question during the debate was to get them to not say a politician -y answer and so four out of the seven said they're both the exact same. Um, they both do bad things. Just flip a coin. It doesn't matter. Right. It does. It actually does matter. Like they're not the same thing. Trump is being indicted and trying to be thrown in prison by the people in Washington, D.C. of the federal government. And so like they're not the same person because Biden will never have that happen to him um, because he is part of the swamp. Like while Trump does idiotic things and isn't didn't follow through on like 80% of what he said he was going to do. He is a threat to what we consider the, the swamp in the state. He's like a drunk dad that you expect on Christmas to get 
everything he promised you would get, but he like for, woke up with a hangover and forgot and you got socks. You know what I mean? Like, of course he's not going to follow through yeah. on everything he says. It's not even possible. Yeah. Um, but also I feel no like need the to question, get personal. <laughs> <laughs> I feel attacked. Yeah. No, but there's, there's, I don't care for the question in a sense that like, I feel like it gives too much power even to just like the one man and the position. And there's so many things going on in the world. And the, I, I, I think the president is just a fucking, a puppet for the most part anyway, of other people and organizations that well, and if you listen to sky news for the last three years you know the uh the australian conservative outlet uh this band basically everywhere it's it's the australian version of the epoch times i think mm. uh but they would they, they say biden just walks around in his pajamas playing arcade games and eating ice cream and taking naps when i thought like, that makes actually good do anything <laughs> yeah and i'm like okay i honestly i wish that were the case because yeah then, Things wouldn't be deteriorating at this rate, right? Um, you know, he's doing something. <laughs> yeah. Someone's putting a pen in his hand. And he's signing some papers eventually. Yep. Yeah, I, I mean, so. I think the strongest evidence that Trump actually is at least a little bit of a threat to the establishment is that the establishment clearly thinks that he's a threat to the establishment, or else they wouldn't be trying so desperately to kick him off the ballot and put him in jail. There right, because we, we can all we can all understand that he's not nearly as big of a threat as many other people think that he is, because he's incapable of taking any real action against them. But when people say, "Oh, Trump is just as much a part of the swamp as you know the Clintons are," and then they point to a picture from ten years ago with Trump and the Clintons at some wedding, and they're all standing around laughing and smiling, or like it's with like Epstein that, or that, something, it's like that was ten years ago. And things have happened in the previous 10 years. Correct. Oh, yeah. 100%. Well, it and, seems and like some people believe that there's just an arc to history and things are going to happen about the same no matter who's in charge. And it does seem like when it comes to economics and monetary policy, that's basically true with Republicans and Democrats. Like they're both awful. They both cause the same problems. And we'd be probably having inflation if Trump were president right now. It doesn't seem quite the same with foreign policy as much when it comes to like the Democrats are basically all neocons now. And Trump was at least like a wild card. So yeah. I don't know that it's certain we would be in all of these wars and all these conflicts would be popping up because it really seemed like they were going for them. Like we're going to wrap up in Afghanistan somewhat because Ukraine's kicking off. That almost seemed like too convenient that they happen back to back. Right. It's like, we're going to end this one, but don't worry. You know, the military industrial complex is still taken care of maybe even more so <laughs> in this one we got coming. Yeah. yeah. I don't and, think and, Trump would have done that. And the shady you know, places like fighting it. wars now just happen to be the places he's getting his shady money from. Right. Yep. That's so weird. It's just yeah. so many coincidences, man. <laughs> Life is so crazy. Life's so strange. It really is. <laughs> All right, y'all. I think it's that time. Zach, what do you think? All right, y'all. It is Libations Trivia. Steven, you're back on the board, man. Are you excited? Are you so pleased about this? Yeah. Well, hey, I helped the audience win the other night, so... Uh... Perfect. 
I'll you be did, you did help the audience win the other night. All right. Tonight's topics are this day in history, Jake's favorite movies and mongooses. Um <laughs> <laughs> Mongai, Mongai, uh, you know the rules. All these people here know the rules. Audience, you can participate. You can win, and if you win, um, you are no longer a loser. So congratulations. Um, before we the get started, party. actually, Trevor, who is not—I've uh, never seen him comment in here before—says if Trump went to Magic City after leaving Fulton County Jail, I would believe—I believe he would have drained the swamp, but sadly, he did not. Yeah, <laughs> that a strip club. That's fair. That's yes, it is a strip club, and it's also rated the best chicken wings in Atlanta. That's why that, that's why Stephen goes to strip clubs just for the wings. <laughs> just for now, the I, wings. I have had the prime rib buffet at the Pink Pony before, and it, it it was delicious. But you have to sit in a strip club with the lights on. And that's, okay, that's yeah. weird. All right, let's move on from that. <laughs> um, the 2024 scoreboard, Zane has won twice. The audience and Zach tied uh, last week. So we have three victories, three times we've played so far this year. Um, this will be number four because we didn't. Oh, no, we didn't play last week. That was the one we didn't play because I was busy. Round number one, this day in history. Question number one. On this day in 1960, four black college students staged a sit-in at white at a whites-only lunch counter. In what city did this take place? Zane. That was not the question I thought you were going to ask. Yeah, I'm I know. Gonna say Raleigh. Incorrect, Stephen. Nashville. Incorrect, Zach. Birmingham. Incorrect, Alden. It's to you, buddy. Charleston. No, I love that everybody's picking this side of the country. You are all correct. It's this side of the country, Zane. Winston Salem. No, Zach. I was gonna pick the other side of the country, and now I gotta <laughs> reorient myself. Huntsville. No. Stephen and Alden. I got guesses. Savannah. Once you don't, once you don't get this incorrect, Stephen. If you don't Knoxville? get this, nope. All right, it is in South Carolina. I was closer with my first Dane. guess. Columbia. No. Steven. Aiken. Wait, let me make sure it's in South Carolina. <laughs> <laughs> that would be, I actually want it to not be. Yeah, that's going to be awesome. Nope, nope, it, it's in it Kentucky. Is in, it is in North Carolina. <laughs> oh, back open to the floor. It's in North Carolina, Alden. Pebble Beach. Incorrect. Damn Zane. It. Charlotte. No. Can I go again? Zach, is that you? I guess. Um, Asheville. No, that doesn't sound right. Steven, Zach, this is not doing. This is not. Uh, I I don't know what this is. You're just doing weird things with your hands. <laughs> Steven, um, it's to you, buddy. We've already said Raleigh, haven't we? Yeah, Stephen yeah. doesn't get it. Uh, we're moving on. Neptune Beach. Incorrect. It is Greensboro. They became known as the Greensboro Four. Okay. Um, yeah, so there you go. It's actually surprising y'all didn't know that. I That's in North Carolina. That is in. It North was the Carolina. one that city in North Carolina I didn't say. <laughs> it's surprising <laughs> that Zane didn't know that. Seriously. I knew it wasn't. Not surprised myself. I didn't know it was in Greensboro. <laughs> I thought Greensboro. Maybe there's another one, but I thought it was in Alabama. All right. On this day in 2002, a terrorist group in Pakistan murdered what journalist? Uh, I think that was Stephen. Nope, I retracted. Okay, Zane. I retracted. 
You can... Someone whose last name is Muhammad. In... <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. It's the most common name on earth. Read a fucking book. Alden. Um, Peter Jennings. Incorrect. Zach, it's to you. Or no, it's Zach or Steven, because Steven retracted. What journalist? All right. He's not as well known as I thought. So Daniel Pearl. Daniel Pearl is wow. correct. Nice. Didn't that happen in Pakistan, though? So. Yeah, it was Pakistani. You sure it wasn't Peter Jennings? Yeah, I'm, I'm sure. Um, yeah, there we go. <laughs> On this day in 1913, multi-sport star Jim Thorpe signed a contract with what MLB team? Zach. The Phillies. Incorrect. Zane. The Boston Braves. Incorrect. I like that answer, though. Steven? The Red Sox. No. Okay. <laughs> Alden, it's to you, bud. Um... Yankees? I don't know. <sighs> Incorrect. So this is a hard one. They're no longer in this city. Oh. They're still a team. Zach. The Brooklyn Dodgers? No. Great guess, though. All, uh, Zane, I think. Oh, I was going to say the Dodgers. All right, Alden. Lakers? No, that's, that's basketball, man. Oh, I just, my brain crossed the wire. I said baseball the first time, but then I just started thinking of teams that moved. Like, that's fair. Wow, dumb moment. Zane? Steven? I, I gotta, I'm trying guess? to think. I've been to Jim Thorpe, but do not know about him. Mm. Jim Thorpe was incredible. I'm stumped. Zane? The New York Giants. New York Giants is correct, Zane. Bravo. All Where did right. they move from? Team. They moved from New York to San Francisco. Oh, okay. Um, That's this... why if, if you ever hear somebody refer to the modern-day New York Giants as the New York football Giants, mm. that was the clarification that used to be needed because the more famous team used to be the baseball team. That does make Giants. sense, actually. Okay. That is absolutely correct. That I always job, wondered. Man. I was like, why are they – like, we all know it is. Why are we saying that? That's so funny. Thank yeah, you for I, that. Gosh, I love that you knew that, Zane. That's amazing. Trivia on, on top of trivia. On this day in 2013, what was the first ever streaming show to air? Zane. Liberty Libation. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect. Can you repeat it? On this day in 2013, what was the first ever streaming show to air? Steven? The Joe Rogan podcast? No, this is not a podcast. It no, is this a is a TV show. Yeah. Oh, okay. Right. Okay. The TV show. It's back open to the floor at this point because Zane clearly thought it was a podcast since we've been around that long. <laughs> Alden. Is it House of Cards? House of Cards. Okay. Nice. The first ever streaming show on Netflix. Um, and it changed the game. Forever. David Fincher, right? I think directed the first couple episodes. David Fincher directed the first two directed the first two episodes. Yeah, Spacey, the weirdo, um, starred <laughs> in the first five seasons, four seasons, um, and they still promote that show, which is very interesting. Um, it's very interesting, actually. All right, question number five. On this day in two thousand four, who exposed themselves on national TV? Alden. Oh, uh, Janet Jackson, right? Janet Jackson. Yeah, yeah. 
<laughs> I'm not sure if I agree with the verb choice there because I'm not Someone sure that exposed she exposed herself. Her. I yeah, I yeah. am one hundred percent on the bandwagon you. that she she planned that with him. So she I think so. she took I part think so. in it on purpose. Yeah. It was Corey. Oh, well, as long as we're talking about conspiracies. <laughs> <laughs> Brian says Kevin Spacey still does the character in interviews and stuff. Yeah, we talked about yeah, that. We talked about that a couple weeks ago, Brian. Yeah. He's just the like I think he had a He's mental a strange break, guy. man. He lost his mind. Yeah. Um, all right. Next question, question number six. On this day in 1790, the very first official gathering of which entity occurred in the Royal Exchange Building in NYC? Zane. The New York Stock Exchange. Incorrect, Alden. The Supreme Court. The Supreme Court, presided over by John Jay. All right. That is correct. All right, question number seven. On this day in 1979, who returned from exile to their homeland after 15 years? Zane. Oh, shoot. <laughs> um, Nelson Mandela. Incorrect. Steven. Ayatollah Khomeini. Ayatollah oh, Khomeini. <laughs> it's not. Zane doesn't even know. As soon as you mentioned that earlier, I was like, oh, Steven's going to get this trivia question. <laughs> Zane doesn't even know that Nelson Mandela died in prison. <laughs> <laughs> All right. On this day in 1884, referenced by millions, if not billions, over the last 140 years, which book made its debut? Zach. Um, to Kill a Mockingbird? Incorrect. Too old, right? Steven, did you raise your hand? Yes. The book. Steven. Uh, Gone with the Wind. Incorrect. I'll give a hint once everybody answers incorrectly, which you all will. <laughs> Zane. A Christmas Carol. Incorrect. Alden, make your dumb. You say a book, 1884, that what? People reference or something? Referenced by millions, if not billions, over the last 140 years, which book made its debut? Yeah, I guess that was a stupid answer on my part, considering she's still alive. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, aren't a lot of books referenced? I don't know. It doesn't separate it enough for me. I don't know. Do you have a guess or are you going to pass? I mean, no. All right. The The hint is it is not a novel. Steven. The King James Bible. Incorrect. Hmm. It is also... Yeah, no, I'm like can't, can't give another hint because Stephen just answered. Who's next? What was? Wait, Alden. your hint was that. Wait, what? Alden. Oh, I thought Zane was asking a question. And I wanted to I, hear. My it. hint was my hint was it's not a novel. Okay. Is it a poem? I'm not answering questions. Okay. You're answering my question. <laughs> is it Edgar Allan Poe or something? I don't even know if that's the right time. Incorrect. Zane, okay. you got a, Zane, Zach, y'all got something? Uh, we don't read. The apparently. Encyclopedia Britannica. Incorrect. It is a reference oh. book. Zane, Zach? No, pass. All right, Alden. The Dictionary? The Oxford yeah. <laughs> what? When you said the Encyclopedia, I was like, wait a minute, maybe billions of reference. Yeah, I was like, that's yep. a lot of people. The, okay. the referenced was a now uh, I get it. Clue yeah. that when clue you said there. not a novel, I was like, what are we talking about? Okay, it's a volume or whatever. Like, yeah, 
Question number nine. On this day in 1887, Harvey Wilcox officially registers what entity with the L.A. County Recorder's Office? What was the year? 1887. This is one I did not know, and I should have known. Who was it? Harvey Wilcox. Steven. McDonald's? No. It's a good guess, but no. It's a it registered a corporation, you said? Entity. Entity with the LA County Recorder's Office. Okay. Zach. The LA Dodgers. No. It's a good guess. I like that guess. Zane, Alden, y'all got guesses? Zane. Wrexham AFC. <laughs> <laughs> Incorrect, Alden. In and out burger. Nope. Um you would not think of it as an entity. Back in the day, what kind of hint is that? I don't know. I'm, I'm saying you would not think it of it is... as an entity. This is <laughs> a new low in trivia hidden. You would not think of it as an entity. It is not a company, but it is one of the most popular words that comes out of Los Angeles. Zach. Venice Beach. Incorrect. Steven. Hollywood. Hollywood. Mm. <laughs> well done. Well done. Yeah, entity was totally throwing me off. I was not I, know. I don't it, think I was ever gonna put that together. You go research it. It's it's weird. It's weird that it's like, like a legal it's, term. It's no longer is what like it used to be like a company. Huh. It used to be like yeah, like an entertainment thing. And now it's definitely not that. <laughs> That's weird, yeah. Um all right. On this day in two thousand three. Many thought they saw fireworks in the Texas sky. What was it actually, Alden? The uh, the shuttle, the Columbia. Yeah, there you go. Columbia Space Shuttle exploding. Um, all and right. My uh, school. So I went to. Are we sure that Hollywood is not a demonic entity? <laughs> oh no! Wait, that's see, that's the right entity now. Yeah. yeah. I was going to guess elementary. Moloch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all or Moloch. <laughs> My elementary school was uh, Columbia Elementary in Florida because it was like by the Cape kind of. Yeah. And then when I went to middle school, I was like our mascot was the Challenger. So I went to two like shuttle schools like oh, in Florida. Oh, gosh. That's yeah. terrible. And both, I don't know what omen this is, but at one point, both fucking exploded. Yeah. One after the school I went to and one before. Like, Jeez. Oh, yeah. that, well, I was going to say that explains your stratospheric IQ. But, uh, <laughs> but well, spe spe speaking of things that are no longer entities, <laughs> oh, he is registered God. with the LA government, though, for <laughs> reasons. All right, for all right, reasons. All right. Yeah. Um, after one round, Alden has five, Steven has two, Zach has one, and Zane has one. All right, y'all. Round two. Jake's movie picks are better than yours. This is objective. You cannot it's debate all, this fact. It's all lost answers. Every question. No, these are all movies. These are not okay. shows. Every question has two parts. So you can get one of the two parts. Okay. What's the point breakdown? One and one. There's two points per question. Okay. Doofus. So um, one and one equals two? These days, yeah. If you're um, racist. In Jake's... <laughs> In Jake's current all-time fav favorite movie, Tom Hardy and Joel Edgerton reunite as brothers after decades of being separated. What is the name of the movie and what brought them back together? Alden. Warrior to fight. 
Bravo, Alden. Yeah. Warrior reunited through MMA. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't feel so bad about not doing too well on round one because I'm definitely going to get zero points in round two and it's not going to matter anyway. (laughs) (laughs) All right. Question number two. John John Hughes directed Jake's all-time favorite comedy whose tagline was Leisure Rules. What was the name of the movie and who was the second lead actor of the movie? Alden. Um, uh, Ferris Bueller's Day Off. Okay. What was the second question? Who, who was the second lead actor of the movie? You got the first one correct. Dang it! It's the guy that plays my favorite part. I know it's. Uh, you want actor name or or character name? I'll accept either one. Um, all I'm thinking about is the. Uh, if you put a lump of coal in his ass, you would after two weeks you would have a diamond. <laughs> yeah. But I can't think of names right now. I'm so sorry. I pass right. on the name. Zane, Cameron. Cameron is correct. Thank you. Yeah. And his name is Alan Ruck. Okay. Yeah. See, his name is like Connor in the new, in the uh, succession show. And I couldn't get that out of my head. And they're both C's. So it was fucking with That was going to be my hint. He's in succession. Yeah. But I don't know his name, the actor name. Gotcha. But I love that movie so much. Yeah. It's a great movie. Um, Question number three. In the movie Interstellar, Jake's second favorite movie. One, what was unique about the Texas farm in which the family lived? And two, who was originally supposed to direct the film? I think I saw Zane. Zane was first, yeah. I feel like I remember something about it being the only place where people could grow okra. (laughs) No. (laughs) (laughs) Incorrect. (laughs) That is incorrect. Okay, it was between Steven and Alden. Y'all are going to have to do honor code here. I mean. Who got it? uh, Let me take a stab at it. Okay, Steven. Yeah. Uh, they actually grew the corn in the field. So that way, after it was filmed, they could sell the corn and take that out of the, you know, so they, it wouldn't You are correct. Christian nice. Nolan bought the field, grew the corn, and sold the corn for profit. <laughs> nice. Capitalism. He, and he didn't want to use CGI for the corn either. Yep. Uh, so he made the best of it. And then who was originally supposed to direct it? Oh, crap. That I don't know. Zack Snyder? No. I okay. hope not. Yeah, it would have been horrendous. Zach, or no, I'm sorry, it was Alden. It was Alden. It was Alden. I was after Steven or or Tide or whatever, but yeah, Alden. Um, I'm just gonna take a wild guess. Uh, the Coen Brothers. You said no. director and not directors. I don't. Maybe I shouldn't have gone that way, but I'd have liked that. That'd have been cool though. Zach, Sandra Bullock. <laughs> why no um, so funny the hint will be it is a he's an all-time classic movie director alden scorsese no hmm. steven spielberg Spielberg is correct. Steve I almost said him. No, that's point. stupid. Don't say that. <laughs> yeah, I know. I didn't want to say like the one name, you know. Dang it. I love it. Good job, Steven. All right. Got them both. What is the name of Jake's fifth favorite movie in which Jake Gyllenhaal plays a psychopathic crime journalist? Alden. Oh, my God. Nightcrawler. Nightcrawler is it's, correct. It's you such get, a good You get movie. a chance at answering the second one now. And the name of the uh, uh, name one of the actors he murdered in the movie. Oh my God, no, <laughs> no, I can't name actors' names. I can name like I'll I'll quote the whole movie to you, but I I don't know their names. Like fair, all right. I love the movie, Stephen. I think you raised your hand next. 
Yeah, well, you know, I was gonna say Donnie Darko, so I'm really taking the stab in the dark here. Donnie Darko, uh, Gosh, stab in the Darko. Movie. Yeah. Uh, when you said Jake Gyllenhaal, I just raised my hand because I know a lot of the ones, but I I love Donnie Darko that and um, what's the other uh, October Sky is another really oh, good movie he's in, but yeah. yeah. Max says this episode brought to you by Wickles Pickle. <laughs> <laughs> And Christopher Nolan Corn, canned corn. Anybody? Anybody got uh, one of them? Uh, actually, I'm going to look up what one of them is in real quick. Yeah, I'm drawing a blank. I will. I will start listing just movies of one of them. Okay. Okay. And whoever can get them. Uh, so this guy was in Edge of Tomorrow. Alton. <laughs> Tom Cruise. Incorrect. I know. <laughs> he was in Haywire. He was in uh Dead Gum. Where are some ones that y'all would actually know? He was in U571. He was in Titanic. He was in Twister. Zane. Leonardo DiCaprio. In incorrect. He was in <laughs> Apollo 13. He was in True Lies. He was in Tombstone. Alden. I got it. I got it. Bill Paxton. Bill Paxton is correct. I forgot about <laughs> wow. that. The other one was Riz Ahmed, um, who's a newer actor who's really good. Um, oh, he's got Riz. He's got Riz. <laughs> <laughs> got to represent Gen Z. Okay. No, you don't. <laughs> yeah. Um, we're going to yeet that comment. All right. Back yeet it. <laughs> <laughs> All right, back to comedy. This star-studded film... It, uh, wait. In this star-studded film, which actor dons a fat suit and which actor played the character Tug Speedman? I feel like I've actually heard of this movie. Everyone has seen this movie. Guarantee I haven't. Okay. Tug Speedman? I haven't Speedman? seen any of the movies Same. we talked about tonight. Wait, is this Idiocracy? This is not Idiocracy. <laughs> Back to comedy. In this star-studded film, which famous actor dons a fat suit and which actor played the character Tug Speedman? Grumpy Gnome got the first one. It is Tom Cruise who dons oh. a fat suit. Oh! Alden. And is this... Oh, my God. It's got to be Tropic Thunder. Who... Tug oh. Speedman. Yeah. <laughs> Who's Tug I mean, Speedman? I don't oh. remember the names, but I'm just going to say because I don't remember. Incorrect, Alden. Zane. Yeah. Uh, uh, ben Stiller. <laughs> Zane got it. Yes. <laughs> okay, <Stiller>. yeah. <laughs> I forgot all their names. Again, with names, I'm not good. But Oh, that was so good. I liked Dude, that. that was like my favorite role of Tom Cruise ever. It was unbelievable. He was so And he good. had like a finger fat suit. Like Yes. Yeah. yeah. He was like, he made that explicit demand beforehand. He was like, Yes, I will do this movie for you, Ben Stiller, but I have to have fat hands. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird, but it works so well. He's <laughs> like, I don't care what else there is, but I have to have fat hands. It was. What did he yell at one point? He's like going to fuck someone's face or whatever, like through the yes. phone or something. Like, oh my god. <laughs> oh my. It's so gosh. good. All right, after two rounds, Alden with a commanding lead of ten. Steven has four, Zane has three, Audience and Zach are tied at one, thanks to Grumpy I can still Gnome. Win. Um, 
No. Yes, you can. Technically, you can still win. All right. It's mongooses. It's all about the mongoose. Question number one. What is the term for a group of mongooses? Zach. Well, I saw it in the chat earlier. So is that count or should I pass? In what chat? Brian talked about it earlier. No, that's you can get your information right, from it's prior knowledge. So you know I'm not actually this smart, but it's a mob. It is not a mob. Oh. <laughs> hey, Brian <laughs> Alden was next. A gang. Incorrect. Zane. Dang it. A congress. <laughs> no. Stephen, it falls to you, man. A mongoloid. <laughs> <laughs> I don't even know what hint to give to this one because basically any hint would just give it away mm -hmm. um it is not a name that i've heard for any other group of oh brian appeals the ruling of the moderator interesting hang on let's see what is a group of mongooses brian that requires <laughs> not be what is the plural of mongooses uh interesting Okay, so there are multiple ones. Okay, um, uh, that does happen sometimes. What did you ones. guess, Zach? Mob. Okay, Mob. that's not, or no, not, not Zach, one no, of these. We maybe should give that one to the audience since it, I copied well, them. If it's but... Mob, it's, yeah. So this this search yielded banned. The one that, so this might just a be... A band of monkeys. Yeah, this might just be a nothing because there's clearly mixed um, yeah, yeah. on here. The answer was a business. I mean, I would never have got that. So mongoose business. <laughs> okay, um, that's like when you're giving somebody the business. You know? <laughs> that's that's what I thought too. <laughs> right. Giving I them a like bunch a, of mongooses. <laughs> I feel like a group of monkeys should be a business. Ooh, I like that. No, that's a, a monkey barrel. business. That's a congress. <laughs> a barrel of monkeys. <laughs> congress. That's <good. laughs> all right. Which type of mongoose is known for keeping watch by standing on its hind legs? Alden. A spy. Oh my gosh. No. It's a specific uh breed of mongoose. I thought it was what the job that the business of mongooses <laughs> gave to this one mongoose. Steven go. The standing mongoose. Oh my god. <laughs> no. Everyone knows what this animal is. Alden. Or no, it's Zane. It's Zane. It's Zane. It's Zane, yeah. Crouching tiger hidden mongoose. Oh my gosh. <laughs> Zach. A prairie dog. No, but that is the first good answer that I've heard. Alden. <laughs> a meerkat. It's a meerkat. Ah, man. Whoa! That's what I meant. Is that not the same thing? No, they're not no, the they're same not. thing. Yeah. No. Meerkats uh, are in Africa. Yeah. Um, <clears throat> all right. Final question. But Alden, you already have it in the bag, man. Yeah. Just sit this one out. Um, what is the maximum speed at which a mongoose can run? This is the number one, so everybody's going to get to answer. Closest gets it. Steven? What elevation? African or European? <laughs> <laughs> the swallow? Are we doing miles or knots or what? That's so good. We're doing, Steven, you get, doing you miles get an hour. Props, <laughs> I will go with uh, 15 miles per hour. Okay. Zane? Uh, 25 miles per hour. Okay. Zach? 10. Alden. 19. Alden gets it. It is 20 Woo. miles an hour. Wow. Just got to clinch is, it. 
That is just crazy fast. You can't run. That's like I look you like saying Bolt. You saying Bolt was like twenty three. Yeah. 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 I don't know where you got that picture, but I look like <laughs> I'm wearing an arm fat suit in that picture. <laughs> Dude, uh, yeah. I, I heard y'all discussing it on an episode when I wasn't here and y'all were playing trivia and you won. Um, and I like I wanted to comment, but it was just too funny just to watch y'all struggle to find <laughs> that was from when you and I went to Savannah. Really? Yeah. Okay. I cropped me out of it. <laughs> I was too drunk to remember that. I don't know. Yeah, that was a funny night. Yeah. All right. Well, Alden wins, y'all. How about that? Zane loses twice in a row. This is just the best year um, so far. 2024, it's going to be a phenomenal year. I'm loving it. Has it has come out swinging for sure. Yeah. Well, y'all, we had so many topics to get to tonight. Um, how many people can go for another 30 minutes? Steven, it's up to you. I'm good. Yeah. Yeah. All right. I've got, about, I've got about another 20 at least. So Okay. Well, then yeah. we're just going to keep going with it. Um, Wait. Well, you can go. I'm going to grab a beer, though. If we're going to be a half hour, I need another beverage. Sweet. Go do it. Grab me one. <laughs> Zach, why are you out of focus and your background is in know. focus? Probably because I was doing this with my hand. There we go. Is that better? No. No. <laughs> I don't know. All right. Um, let's pull up uh, the sp spy pigeons. <laughs> Let's pull up the spy pigeons, Zach. What's a group of spy pigeons called? <laughs> the CIA. <laughs> All right. So pigeons were, sus sus were suspected of being Chinese spies released by police in India after being detained for eight months. They detained these pigeons in India for eight months because they thought they were Chinese spies. <laughs> <laughs> this is an article from Sky News, y'all. That's I hilarious. Kid, like, I kid you detained not. Detained birds? They they didn't just kill the dadgum pigeons. They detained the pigeons in Mumbai. It's <laughs> like... Well, you wow. need to execute them if they were innocent. <laughs> I guess. <laughs> wow. It's just too... It wasn't even fun. Chinese, apparently. They said that in this article that they had Chinese yeah. riding on a band on their legs. Yeah, but it wasn't Chinese. <laughs> it says it turned out they were racing birds from Taiwan. Wow. So that's, <laughs> one, wasn't even right. And two, two if it was, it was a spy bird, why would you put a band on the leg of like, this is our spy bird? Like exactly good god i just thought that was freaking hilarious um and worth that's worth the just, news yeah. we should hear yeah i mean just... months, can you imagine it being your job as an interrogator <laughs> you know like you've got a college <laughs> Who degree, do you work you, for you went through two years of training you've got 10 years of field experience and your your job for eight months is to break this bird and get information <laughs> That's mm -hmm. just so stinking. That you never get. Spies of It's idiotic that someone literally was in charge of keeping the bird alive for eight months. <laughs> but they barely. Come in each day and feed a pigeon rather than just killing the dadgum pigeon. It's a pigeon. It's a sky rat. Like <laughs> make pigeon pie, you know? Yeah. I used to have two pet pigeons. Oh, Zach. What happened to them? <laughs> they got eaten by a hawk. They got interrogated. They were waterboarded and they didn't make it. Yeah. That's why Donald Trump raises hawks right there. You know. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> anyway, it, oh, sorry. It reminded me of uh, 
one of our most viral clips, which was the missile pigeons. (laughs) 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 The pigeons that they put in missiles to guide the missiles. By pecking the screen or whatever. Yeah, by pecking the screen where the target was. was Wait, have we already talked about that? That was... Yeah, that was a while. Yeah, that was was months ago. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it was one of our most viral clips on on Instagram. It was freaking hilarious. I mean... Um, Yeah, it was crazy. Yeah. Yeah, and they showed video of it. Like, you can see them training those dumb missile pigeons to peck at the screen and where the target goes. It's a true patriot. Yeah. Brian Brian says he's seen a rat fight a pigeon and drag it off into the bushes. (laughs) Don't fuck with rats, man. Thank you for that, Brian. (laughs) Okay. All right. The praying mantis fight a hummingbird. Yes. Oh my gosh. Those (laughs) things are vicious, dude. That's savage. I just watched it eat its brain right out of its skull. It was nuts. Isn't the prey mantis the one that, like, after they mate, it's one of the ones where the woman, like, kills the the man and eats the, yeah. I think black widow spiders do it, too. Yeah. Ah. Several spiders, yeah. Yeah, it's probably true. Yeah. Um, And soon people. All right. Well, let's let's move on to uh, this. We don't have to talk about this for very long. I just thought it was super interesting that he's saying the quiet part out loud. Um, You're going to want to unmute it before. Yeah, there we go. This is a climate activist talking about the state of the planet. Mm -hmm. One way or another, we are so far, globally, we are so far above the population and the consumption levels, which can be supported by this planet, that I know in one way or another it's going to come back down. So I don't hope to avoid that. Uh, I hope that it can occur in a, a, a civil way I, I, I and I mean civil in a in a special way I peaceful the planet <laughs> can support something like a billion people maybe two billion depending on how much liberty and how much material consumption you want to, to have well, if you want more liberty and more consumption you have to have fewer people and all right you can stop right you can so more people has someone told him how many people are on earth now and it is currently <laughs> so working my favorite my favorite part of this is he's like you can have maybe a billion and then he immediately doubles it to yeah two or two or yeah. two billion one. it's like you don't you don't even have a number you moron Plus like, and based on what? <laughs> you know, you we can have one to two billion people based on how he's feeling that particular day. If yeah. he's in a bad mood, he'll have to execute one billion people. But but he would like it to be. And what's a what's thing. his peaceful or civil solution to this? Which is just like die quickly. Like what are we talking about? Yeah, his his peaceful solution is just like people dying off from starvation that's what i'm yeah this is you know what i'm reminded of a scene from interstellar where he says that Mm, like the with nasa going into hiding because they basically refuse to bomb the starving population kind of thing or whatever yeah gosh that's such a good movie man it's so good yeah but i mean i thought if you take what the climate activists these days are like how they're acting and behaving if this is their basis, because this is an older clip, this is something that just came up, came back up, resurfaced recently. Um, if you take this as like their basis, then it, if you buy into that, then you're going to hate everything that humanity does. 
yeah. you're gonna you're I mean, just gonna is, hate human beings it's malthusian on a whole new yeah. level it's it's the you know back in the 70s or the 60s it was, it was the zpg crowd you know zero population growth we've got to stop this population boom you know discouraging yeah. people from having kids and and just you know if it feels good do it in the road and communism is great and all that crap that was going around then these people these climate activists of today are those people's kids and grandkids yeah and they went to the same colleges yeah. and they were immersed in that ideology their whole life now so it's it's just it's the the new and improved commie <laughs> it's the, <laughs> You know, I don't really know how else to say it, but it's, you know, they, they come off as these intellectuals and the academics and, you know, like they've got all the answers, but they're, at the end of the day, they're commies and they're preaching I, this depopulation crap because they believe they'll have a seat at the table. They're not one of the ones that are going to get knocked off. Right. There is some hubris and some arrogance there with that and some weird, like, kind of like perspective bias. And I just don't understand how, like, it's so arbitrary to just pull a number out of your ass and then double it. Yeah. <laughs> And but then based on what, like it depends on you know, there's so many factors. It's like the climate is just one of them, like how you live and like how you practice is one of them. And I think that there's people are really resilient and adaptive. And if you allow people to, like when you get the state involved and you get you know, weird things happening, then it becomes restrictive. And but if you allow people, then you can come up with ways to do you know, different farming practices and crop rotations and like rotation of like bringing in different like grazing animals in different areas and you can actually reverse the process of desertification by bringing in animals and then their manure and blah 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 and then oxygenating the soil and like you can actually have a positive impact depending on how you do it and yeah. to just say that we would go flatly we would never change how we do things and if we got to 20 billion people we would all just starve and die because we would never learn and we would never adjust and we would never adapt is like that's already sort of a, a falsehood, even just in how they're approaching it. So it just doesn't, I don't know. It just doesn't make a lot of sense and, and to just yeah, say. Yeah, that, that, that's exactly right. And Stephen, you said that this is a Malthusian, Malthusianism on a whole new level. I would say that that's the same level that's always been on. So it's, it's literally the exact same stuff that Thomas Malthus was saying in the 1700s, where he was very concerned that the population was growing too fast and people weren't going to be enough, weren't being going to be able to grow enough food to, to feed everyone. And what he didn't take into account was we can, we have always been able to figure out how to grow more and more food faster and faster as the population <laughs> grows faster and faster. All in a, you know, doing all the things that you just said and a million other different things because humans are, know infinitely creative and mm -hmm. we always come up with new and better ways of doing things yeah but like the grow lamps from, yeah the, the problem is from the perspective of the uh of the academic that wants to sit there and dictate an arbitrary carrying capacity of the earth it's impossible for them to be able to predict what new technologies yep. are coming down the pike the only yep. thing that we can know for sure is that more of them are coming and we don't need to worry about it Correct. Yeah. I mean, these people have, first of all, they have zero trust in other humans, no trust whatsoever in other humans to actually do good things. And two, they have no imagination whatsoever. They can't possibly picture that we can improve things over time.
Which so, we've seen over history that we've been yes. able to do. So how do you not extrapolate that at least in a guess because, form? Because like? people don't have imaginations, man. Like, uh, okay, it's instance, math. It's not even imagination at this point. But it's it, just trajectory. But it is because because so many people think that what they're living in now is the peak of what human existence is. But like, we've seen that everyone thinks that all of the time. Yeah, like yeah. it's just sort of become now like it's a false true. axiom. I don't understand. How but now more than that. ever, it's possible to totally separate yourself from the city center you know yeah. you don't ever have to go to town yeah. anymore yeah you don't ever yeah. really even have to leave your own basement you so don't have to, to just yeah you in your own echo chamber and let that crap fester yeah. Yeah. and crush your soul and these people are you know almost exclusively atheist so at you know simultaneously the human race is incapable of surviving but we're also the most superior thing on the planet right now i'd be interested and, to and see ever, the correlation you know, of atheism with this, this way of thinking that'd be interesting yeah it would be um i think the world population is probably too high by one and it's that guy <laughs> <laughs> well said, he's, he's got two brain cells and they're fighting for third place but i i, I hope that he dies civilly peacefully peacefully yeah, yeah. very very peacefully Thoughtfully. Yeah, yeah. In a very special in a very special way. In a special way. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot he said that. <laughs> oh my gosh. All oh, right. Man. Um this next one is uh I thought of, for some reason I thought of, of Steven specifically for this one. So let's uh let's play this one. Just do what women want. Why? Because they care about women and they want women to be happy and they want them to love them, right? Uh and so you can go back to say the Victorian era and men used to treat women with an extreme amount of deference because the generations living then remembered a time when the world was a lot more difficult than people now remember it being. And so the physical inequality between men and women was um, emphasized because the world was a much more difficult place. And so men took a paternalistic and patriarchal view on how women should be treated. And women wanted men to take that. They wanted to be safe. They wanted to be provided for. They wanted to make sure their children were safe. And men did what they could. Um, now, men have won. They've, you know, the, the fact we've got airplanes flying overhead and the fact that we're not about to be invaded is the victory of Western man. And then for some reason, women decided, okay, well, I don't, I'm not afraid anymore. Uh, I want what you have. You don't do the things that we do. So you can't have what we have. Um, but men just want women to be happy. They want them to love them. They want their <laughs> approval. And so if gaining women's approval means pretending women are equal to men or you know, <laughs> saying this, that, or the other, whatever it is, they'll do it. And it's completely taken men off of the throne that they sat on. And mm. this throne was never imposed by authority, actually. It's imposed by consent. And the second women withdrew their... Yeah. Um, it reminds me of the uh, one of one of the Joe Rogan stand-up bits. You know when he's talking about the the White House getting broken into. Mm -hmm. You know because there was a female that was a front guard. You know, oh yeah, guard. right. Like I believe women are equal in most things, and there's some things that no, you can't do them. <laughs> yeah, one that was a good bit. In the White House, <laughs> that was such a good bit. Yeah, I forgot about that. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. When, a while. when when people are thinking about you know the um, the oppression of women in historical context, they're usually thinking about upper class people where to have authority was a good thing. They're usually thinking about 
you know, large landowners, important politicians and scientists and people where like you would actually want to be able to do that if you could. And the fact that women weren't able to do that was a bad thing. But for the vast majority of people in those times, you know, to be a man was actually to have to do incredibly difficult manual labor. Yes. And if you had asked most women, would you rather do that or be in the situation that you're currently in, which is widely, which was widely regarded even by them as being easier. Like even if you, you only have to go back to World War II to realize that's easier to stay at home to take care of kids, even though I'm not saying that that's an easy thing by any stretch. Correct. But it's easier than having to go to Europe and fight Nazis. You know, the fact that the fact that nobody has to do anything remotely difficult compared to what people were doing a hundred years ago. I and I am have... and I am tremendously thankful that that is the case. And I'm not saying, oh, people need to do hard things because we were too soft and everybody needs to live in the woods and and and. Uh, take and take themselves out of the <clears throat> global division of labor. I am infinitely thankful that we live in the prosperity that we do. But I think that it's important to keep in mind the context of, you know, the sure. historical difference between the genders. There we go. Yes. I do and have situations. Sorry. Sure, man. No, it's all right. Good all to right, see you, brother. Guys. Have Love nice you, given. man. Peace, brother. Congrats. <laughs> um, I have a, I'm not like on, I'm not bringing this up as like a counter argument. I've just a, a bit of trivia that during World War II, when the men went to war and then a lot of the women filled in positions in workplaces and like factory jobs and things like that. Later, brother. Um, the efficiency actually went up in that time for those job positions, which is interesting. But there was the wartime thing too, and there was a lot of like that incentive, and there was a lot of like emotion behind it. So it's there's a lot of variables going on. It was, uh, I mean, they banned sliced bread. You know, that was a trivia question from a while ago. Yeah. But the efficiency did, or the productivity, or whatever the the metric that you know work produced over time like went up at, at a as a rate during that time. But yeah, I just I always find it interesting that like no, it doesn't matter who it is, but if 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 you're Referencing something from the past and you are trying to show that you're the victim, you're only going to think about and reference the worst possible parts of of what you think you're a victim of. And so like women, for instance, tend to generalize about how like abusive men have been in the past and how horrendous like spouses were to their wives, like husbands were to their wives. And, and nowadays it's much better and all this stuff. But like no matter like Jordan Peterson said it best. Um, and, and Zane was kind of touching on this a minute ago is, is like men and women struggled together for centuries mm -hmm. because they had to, in order to survive. Um, and like life was not like, not always nearly as easy as we have it today. And the majority of people had to do very hard things every single day, just, just to put food on the table. So I think it's another way to get us bickering about something that's like a, a basically a much less important separation yeah. between people than it is like the elitist, richest people that make decisions for everyone else without their consent, without their, you know, no, no real representation yeah. and regular people. That's the separation that matters the most. People go. making decisions for you that degrade your opportunities and rights in this world and get, you know, reap the benefits of your labor. It's basically a slave labor system where you get paid a little bit basically in this world. No, it and 
no, it it is not the same in the sense that, but like we, there are people that live off of the shoulders of other people in, in a way that, well, okay, that's a whole other thing that we'd have to get into a, a whole deal with that. <laughs> but we're, there's a lot of people that the, we're fighting about these little differences that I don't think matter nearly as much as some other ones. Yeah. And I, I think, think just, there's, Go ahead. Fin finish up if you're. I just things like what if it's the media that just keeps presenting it to us or whatever, and then we've all talked about the ties between media and government, and you know people like Bill Gates that funds the media and whatever, and just Bill Gates is just a you know ostensibly just whatever Bill Gates is a as a put rich asshole here kind of thing, you know, just right. to defend their image as a PR thing or whatever, and. But I'm, I really think that that's just one of the sort of like um, bickering sort of talking point things of like whether it's race or gender or whatever that like we are all, we are so much more similarities between the things that, between the people we would call different in these contexts. Mm. We have so much more in common with these people than we do with some other people. Mm -hmm. And that's what I'll say about that. Nice. Yeah. Yeah, I do. It seems have... like using the oh, word sorry, equality God. maybe isn't the right word that that guy's looking for because it's like none of us are equal. Like, Correct. no, right. And Zane's fine, smarter right. than me. Jake's stronger than me. Like, if we're counting on me to do the fighting, we're still going to be conquered <laughs> like, just as much as if it were women. So, I don't know. Like, yeah, that's they're fair. good at different things. Yes, you have everybody's better than all of us. Yeah. You have, you have much better hair than everybody. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, so much better. <laughs> <laughs> um yeah that, that's the thing i i, I pe nobody's equal in anything ever and striving and a for lot of that's okay. is yeah. is idiotic the only thing people should be striving for are equal rights and that's it there's no yeah, other equality, equality under the law correct there's yeah. no other equality on earth um so anyway yeah. i do also just want to briefly say that i sometimes see as part of the reaction to like the extreme feminism uh, a mindset of some guys that are kind of sitting around talking about how great men are, but actually achieving nothing on their own. And if you're a young man and you want to feel manly, you you do not you do not get to take credit for the accomplishments of other men. You need Kill to spider, go out there. You, know. you need to go out there and make your own accomplishments. And it doesn't have to be exactly what men were doing a hundred years ago. No, I haven't accomplished anything that men were accomplishing at that time but it's like you need to do something on your own you can't just say that men are are good because Correct. men are it's you can't think about it as a collective group just as you can't think of any other group as a collective group there we i go. like to think about masculinity and femininity as attributes of all people you know yeah do you know like the i don't know how much you guys understand like the concept of like the sacred masculine or the sacred feminine like like kind of like tarot -y stuff or whatever but it's a cool like archetypal kind of way of like thinking about it and the more you kind of study that kind of thing you understand like oh like that one thing i do that's kind of a masculine thing and in mm -hmm. me it's actually i i find that i have more in these senses more feminine traits than masculine a lot of the time for a male and because like i'm an artist and i'm a i'm a emotional being and a, you know things like that or whatever things that 
but like culturally we now just go like it's like man woman and it's it's not as simple as that like it's yeah it's like you you have a dick great but you know i i feel like it's more interesting to have a conversation about like traits like these and like there are a lot of women out there that w will be very masculine in their bullish and you know determined and argumentative stance for women's rights and it's funny that they wouldn't see that as a masculine thing but i would having right. studied masculinity in this sense and anyway it's mm -hmm. just an interesting way of looking at it yeah i like it um this next topic uh has us all screwed um so let's oh great yeah politics is a good indicator that their personal relationships are a mess mm -hmm. <laughs> unless they're financially invested in the political sphere they're probably compensating for feeling powerless in their life <laughs> so basically at the person, beginning what our whole a, show a person obsessed over politics um is a good indicator of of their personal life being a mess <laughs> yeah uh, so, uh yeah that basically just means we're all screwed um, oh yeah, yeah. It means our personal lives are a disaster because uh, we're on here at least I'm on I'm online at least two hours a week, three hours, four hours a week, uh, just obsessed with politics. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. Do you all find any truth to this? Um, I it, I think it's entirely person dependent because I my for me, my personal life is not in shambles. Basically, mm -hmm. ever. Um, it's about and, balance. Yeah. I mean, there's an order to it, and I'm sure I know that tons of other people have made this point before. But if you're getting super invested in politics and your personal life is a mess, you should probably withdraw from politics until you like clean up your room. Because if you can't even Jordan if you Peterson can't again, even, yeah. <laughs> if, if you cannot even order your own life, who are you to try to Too order sorry. other people's lives? Yeah. Whereas if, if if you have your own life in order then I think you gain the capability to then go out into the community. Put your oxygen mask on first. There. there we go. Yeah. yeah. I think it also depends on what your wishes are because like maybe this is your personal life is a mess from somebody else's perspective, but maybe you're like, no, I want to do this. I don't want a relationship or I don't want a whatever, a clean room. You but, know? That, but that doesn't mean your life isn't a mess. Like uh, objectively, though like if you're coming at it from like objectively like i think it's a mess i do think it's worth defining though like in like someone's you well know. If, so if, if, yeah i'm getting know. into the weeds of it yeah we're, we're getting into the weeks, you brought it up for, like, i was just brought up for like, yeah. yeah 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 um, i'm like next dissecting one, it this next one is literally for alden um but i oh, okay. found it i found it intriguing as well so. lead paint okay to listen to us and everything lead we're gonna find out i'm over here at michael's we get a decent amount of comments indicating that people think that the government banned lead paint not because it's dangerous, but instead because it blocks EMF waves. Electromagnetic oh. frequency waves are something that is emitted by a cell phone. It could be used to scan our brains. I lizard people. I have no idea. But I'm going to put that to the test by buying a box in this place, and then I'm going to coat it with some lead. This will do nicely. Okay, we don't have to watch the whole video. But does he put a cell phone in the box? Like, yeah, yeah. And it, yeah. it does what it's supposed to do. Uh, right. It's, yeah. it's a very long video. We can. Uh, That's interesting as a concept. I've not thought of that before. Uh, I, I, I was interested was to see if you had. Yeah. 
I've not thought of that, and I've I've always thought it was funny that like it was banned because I'm like the only problem is if you eat it or like sand it and turn it into dust, and that's when it's a problem. If you don't sand it, it doesn't harm anyone. It's the same as asbestos, where if you don't turn it into dust, you're fine. You know. Yeah, yeah, I've I've asbestos downstairs in my basement, but it'll be fine. I'm I'm not there. I'm not there rubbing it all the time. Don't sand it and eat off of it, and you'll be okay. Like yeah, yeah, yeah. I found that to be very interesting because. When, what was the pre, uh, precise year they banned lead paint? Do we know? When, I don't. I know the lead, more about the lead gas, and there's even mixed reports on that, but that's a little bit different if you're, you know, if it's in the atmosphere. 1978, it says. Because the gas was in the 70s too, I think. Um, That was, when did the internet first start happening? And when did they start using um wireless signals as a wireless internet not not wireless internet just wireless signals as a regular communication device and well it depends on the signal because like radio has been used for a long time and that's wireless true True. um because like fm and am it's an interesting one um because lead paint i mean that's a friggin fantastic way to to block out all that emf radiation yeah, and any that's signal that comes into your house so it made me want to paint my house in montana yeah. in lead paint <laughs> is basically what i'm saying here. i'm gonna look into it yeah that's funny <laughs> i'm definitely gonna have a room that is painted in lead paint <laughs> the panic room is lead paint yeah yes, exactly right <laughs> um, anyway yeah i, I just want to know if you you do you did thought of that before no i never did that's actually i'm glad right. you brought that to my attention all right well the final series topic of the night is uh actually ties into the climate activism that we had before you can just put lead inside your hoodie you know and then you're good yes. there we go <laughs> call me a skeptic all you want but as long as i see headlines like this that say carbon footprints of homegrown foods five times greater than those grown conventionally i will continue to be president of the foil hat gang because this <laughs> shows that they are desperate for your dependence they will try to convince yeah. you in any way possible to go away from self-sufficiency homegrown food is bad for the environment do i get the compost from my own property yes i do do i get the fertilizer from my own property Yes, I do. Do I just get to grow food in my own backyard? Yes, but apparently that's bad for the environment. All this does is continue to prove that they do not care about your health. Yep. And collecting rainwater on your own property in some states or cities is problematic and illegal and, yeah, all kinds of things. Dude, it's wild. That was an actual headline. Like, Yeah. So can I play devil's advocate here for a second? Yeah, yeah, go for it. So there are a couple of different issues we need to disentangle here which is that if you just look at face value what the study is saying you know having the home garden increases your co2 emission i can actually see how that would be true because if you're having to buy a bunch of your own equipment and then you're only uh growing food for yourself i can definitely see how it from a if you're only looking at emissions um it might be more efficient to have somebody only have to buy one set of equipment and then buy uh, grow food for a bunch of people. However, what that statement doesn't mean is a couple things. It doesn't mean that we should care about the amount of emissions. And also, it doesn't mean that homegrown food isn't healthier because I'm sure in most cases it is healthier. But the question of whether it emits fewer carbon dioxide doesn't have anything to do with how healthy it is and whether how much carbon dioxide it emits doesn't have really has very little bearing on whether people should do it or not but just 
there's a lot of variables with it. It's like, where do you get your tools? Did you get them at a garage sale and they've already been made for years? And you right. know what I mean? Like there's that, do you run anything that operates off of gas or do you just out there hoeing the ground? You know what I mean? Like, yeah. And would you have to do it planting? anyway? Like yeah. maybe you'd be blowing yeah. leaves or something if you yeah. didn't have a garden. Honestly, yeah. you might do less sometimes because if you have a, a gas mower, you know, that's a whole different thing. And having lawn, just grass is like not nearly as much as having like tree, like fruit trees in terms of like those convert carbon dioxide into oxygen. So if you're planting trees on your property, that could be a whole other thing. They yeah. sequester carbon into the ground, both through, you know, taking in carbon and putting into the roots. But then also when they die, they fall over and they become part of the ground again. Mm -hmm. And emissions isn't the only thing that like, people see that synonymous with the environment It's just emissions, but yeah, you know, growing food at home and doing things like that will also improve your soil health and just yeah. all sorts of benefits from there. Like it depends. I live in a place with a pond it, but... and like I've, you know, just living here for five years, I think I have improved my soil health a little bit by never doing anything except mm. putting like mulch on it. I don't, you know, really. No What's not good for soil is lawns and then having to do spray yeah. fertilizer and, yeah. uh, you know, pesticide stuff. Yeah, and to keep like Then it's not good for the pond that's right next to it either. No. So, yeah, no. Yeah. Well, y'all, we got through all 11 topics. I them. saw the topics list actually, and I was like, are we, we going to get to that? We did skip one. Yeah, on I know. We're not, we're not going to go back okay. to it. I'm not. Going we just kicked it out. What'd we yeah. Skip? And, and it wasn't that important. It was the Zelensky one. Yeah. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm certain people didn't read up on it, so I don't really care. Yeah, um, yeah. Y'all, uh, for I'm those who don't know, we're going to watch uh, four dumb, funny videos. Um, yeah, and then we're going to call it a night. This has been a great episode. I've really thoroughly enjoyed uh, yeah, this is fun. chatting with y'all. So here we go. Guys, I found, I found the hack to save money at Target. Watch this, okay? Here we go, Frank. All right, ready to go? Yeah, we All right, we made it. Here we go. All right, let's go. Ready to lap it up? Well, we you can actually just stay right in here. No Five, need three. to uh, get out. No, we have to go into Target. Or. Perfect. Thank you. All righty, that's for you. I want to double check, make sure we got everything no, there. No, this isn't even funny. I said I wanted to go to Target. <laughs> and get deodorant and a waffle maker. No, check the bag. the bag. Let's make sure they got it. <laughs> waffle maker. <laughs> Easy as that. That's, that was good. Efficient. Fun. Guys, I... <laughs> Efficient. You saved about $300. Yeah, yeah. Oh, it's so good, man. It's so good. Um, there you go. This is wild. Oh god! <laughs> like what the heck? Some Hitchcock an vibes. Army here. of ducks, man. No, it's an army of frogs. That is so weird. What's a group of ducks specifically? Flock. I don't know. Flock. <laughs> That's what I mean. Oh. Generally, a pursuit. <laughs> That's good. That's perfect. Oh, if it's not that, I'll be upset. All right. A quack, a quack of ducks. A quackening. Gosh. My dad used to always tell us that if the music was playing on the ice cream truck, that they had sold out. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, so, you, did you go think, thinking they were always sold out? The ice cream was always sold yeah. out? Oh. Honestly, yes. 
and is now something that I tell my child. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I <laughs> suffered through. Twisted feet. I love that she made her kids. Uh, this is similar to the Target video. Yeah, yeah, it is. It's a similar kind of thing. And then there's this one. Looks like someone fell down the hill while trying to get their disc. That must have been pretty embarrassing. <laughs> Looks like someone fell down the hill while trying to get their disc. That must have been pretty embarrassing. <laughs> that got me. Good oh, ones. that was a good one. That was a good one. I just thought back the other day to the one that you had on here where the guy's like shampooing and then somebody keeps oh adding shampoo. Gosh. That's one of the funniest things like I've ever seen, honestly. Like, uh, yeah, yeah, I've seen that a few times. And like the first couple times, I like I was weeping, crying because it was so stinking funny. Yeah, that's, that's such a good clip. I think it was the hardest I've laughed on this show. Was that one? Yeah, <laughs> so good. And just it kept just going me. on and on, man. Like, I was getting so angry. Yeah, I love it. All right, y'all. Well, Zane, Alden, Zach, and Stephen, who is no longer with us, um, in he's the, here in spirit. In, in the like digital way, in the digital <laughs> way, and not the physical way. Um, thank you. Rest his soul. This was a great night. Uh, thoroughly enjoyed it. Love talking about the debate. Loved uh, talking about all the other crazy topics with you guys. Yeah, it's a crazy um, world. Yeah, man. If you uh, if you have any questions about the LP, go to lpgeorgia.com. Um, if you want to follow Zane on Twitter, it's Placey underscore Z. Uh, Zach is Z Varnell, and I am the Jake Green on all social media. You can also go follow my production company, Peaceful Seed Productions. Um, and Alden is Wet February. So yeah, <laughs> I was gonna make the same joke. Wet <laughs> underscore February on on Twitter or X. Um, I'm not, yeah, that's not true. Make sure you tune in on Monday nights for free Georgia podcast. Um, I've decided that I'm going to be focusing on focusing on three topics all year. Um, one of those will be Bitcoin. So there'll be a lot of Bitcoin episodes. There'll be at least twelve Bitcoin episodes. Um, one of them will be medical freedom, um, and that'll be based around, I'm going to be getting a lot of people from You Are the Power to come on, um, and a lot of their clients to come on on the show. Um, you can buy one, herpes medication anonymously. You know? yeah. The third one is undecided. Um, I'm, I just I want to focus on very specific things and talk about them repeatedly so we have a like breadth of information on one topic. Um, that's Ideas it. can be sent to at the Jake Green on X. <laughs> there we go. <laughs> all right, y'all. Thank y'all for tuning in. We really appreciate it. Um, like, subscribe, share, follow, all the good stuff. Uh, the more we get in the algorithm, the more the more people get to watch us do stupid things late at night on a Thursday night. So, or we should take the Toad philosophy and tell people don't like, don't don't like vote for anything. us, don't follow us. Yeah, yeah. don't do any of it. Um, it's Mister Toad. Mr. Toad, yeah. Excuse me, Mr. Toad. That cracked me up. That was great. Go watch the debate, everybody. It's on Rumble. It's on YouTube. Uh, it's on Facebook, Twitter, all of it. Well, not, it might not be on Twitter. I don't know how. Yeah, because it's in like three exist. parts. Is it? Does it stick around after the live stream? I don't even know. Not sure. Okay. Anyway, go watch the debate. It's awesome. Um, and we'll see y'all next week. Peace.